Okay, folks. Um, <clears throat> this week we will be talking about uh, pet medical issues, reproductive health, death, uh, the Boston Marathon bombing, uh, the current situation in Ukraine. There will be some mention of suicides, and that's just the interview. I will try to save anything other ranting about things till after all of that, just uh, so that y'all can get through an interview and maybe the rest of it, and uh, and then just cut it off if you don't need to. Listen right Indeed. now. Indeed. Hi, hi Sergey. Um, yeah. So thinking of Sergey, who's sitting in front of me, uh, we have pets. We have lots of them. Um, sometimes they make noises, sometimes they interfere, sometimes they just sit in the middle of my desk and stare around them like it's all new. Don't stare at me like that, Sergey. <laughs> and often this leads to our third warning, which is we swear. Oh, yeah. Sometimes a lot, sometimes not very much, and often at... Sergey. Sergey. Yeah, really, it's, it's a thing. And that's where we are. So, hi, welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 259, uh, 249. Yeah, not 59, we're not there yet. 249, the very last episode of year five. And I have an amazing talk with Michelle Wexelblot that went for like three hours, um, give or take, that we will get to later. So I don't want to spend too much time on the intro, but you know, hey, uh, just moving forward with building a second brain here. It is an amazing course, and I'm going to be asking some of the people who are there to join as guests later. Um, I have a monthly goal of asking at least two people, uh, new people, to uh, to be guests, and so I've already hit it for May. Cool. Yay. Um, work continues. We have a new quarter, a new fiscal. So it's all sort of like, all right, there's all the priority planning and the, all that stuff going on. And it's just like, yep, I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing because, uh, I continue to add value. Yay. Yay. Um, so that's me. Um, you had a book launch. I did. Uh, yes, my book came out last week, Nettle and Bone. Yes. And we just found out a couple hours ago it has made the USA Today bestseller list, which is a hell of a thing. Yes. And the Indie Bound bestseller list, which is even more of a hell of a thing. Yep. I, uh, yeah, damn. Yeah. Uh, Go you. It's pretty cool. It's, I mean. It's pretty awesome, yeah. Given the state of the world, it, it feels weird to be happy about things like this, but it doesn't do any good to be miserable. Yeah. It, my misery does not improve the world, so I am pleased that that I made a bestseller list. Yeah. yeah. I've never done that before. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, the only thing, without going into detail, I will say about the state of the world is, um, okay, everybody, it's okay. If you're not being productive, I'm, I'm saying this as, as, you know, and whatever, it is okay if you're not productive. It is a hell of a week. I know a lot of people have a lot to deal with. It's okay. Do what you have to do to take care of yourself. Taking care of yourself is more productive than anything else. Take care of yourself first. Put your put your mask on before assisting others in case of cabin depressurization. It's uh, it and I. 
it's so bizarre that we are expected to carry on just doing things when the world is doing what it's doing. It's like, this is like, we've been carrying on for a long damn time and it's still keeps going so uh, yeah. yeah no it, it it so it's okay if uh, my my advice is step away from social media step away from the things that make you angry upset and whatever take a deep breath and remember it's okay take whatever time you can and just let the world get on because you need to rest up it's don't run yourself ragged yeah the, the uh Dead activists help no one. Right. And so if you need to to breathe for a little bit before you can get back to doing something useful, then do it. Because we, we, I would rather have you uh, recharged at, you know, 80% in a week than at 30% tomorrow. Exactly. I, I don't expect any of us are recharging to 100. Let's just be realistic. No. No. But yes, other than all of that, I and I took a day off Monday, which is not something I ever do. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, but I am trying to finish this book. It is due in sixteen days. Yep. And I am, I am working on it. And yeah, that's basically been consuming my existence lately. Is finish this book. Yes. With. And then when I break away from that, it's just for, hey, look, your book launch. Woo, that's wonderful. And it is wonderful. It, it's just, there's a lot going on. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing. So, so but yeah. no, congratulations. You, you did amazing. This is, uh, I think, uh, I think the fact that you're actually on a bestseller list of some type is incredible. I um, mean, one of the big ones. Yes. I mean, uh, I, all of us knew you were capable uh, it was just waiting for the rest of the world to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> something like that yeah yeah but you have an interview i do i uh i had a chance to sit down and catch up with uh, michelle wexelblatt this will be her third time on the show um as as those of you who have been listening for a long time the last time she was on she was recovering from a concussion she was recovering from burnout and so we figured we would uh, we would sit down, we would talk because she is in a much better place now, and it was just an amazing, fun, um, breathtaking conversation. And uh, you know what? We're going to have that for you right after this. Hi, folks. I am here today with Michelle, who is coming back for a second time. So you get to be third time. Third time. Well, yeah, but no, 
you're coming back for a second time. Oh yes. Okay. The first time, this right? Is my second so, return. Right. This is so. This is your redo. Do <laughs> to put it in French. Um, <clears throat> now, do you want uh, with a French accent? Uh, no, because every time I do something with a French accent, um, uh, uh, Jen Mercer uh, yells at me during D and D. Oh, okay. Um, because yeah, she's like, "Your accent is terrible. Stop it. Just stop it. Don't even try." <laughs> Um, and I'm, I'm, I, I do use the, the, uh, French spelling of redo, uh, kind of like apocalypse now redo because I'm just enamored with that. So, um, anyway, for those of you who haven't met Michelle yet, um, can you introduce yourself and tell us, uh, about what it is you do? My name is Michelle Wexelblatt. I am a clinical social worker. Um, I came back the second time to talk about burnout while I was having burnout. Yeah. And I am back now because things have so drastically turned around and are so amazing right now in my life that I figured it would be good to talk about what that process was like. Because we often talk about burnout, but we don't get to see what that recovery looks like. Yeah. And and often, like, even in my own experience with it, um, it takes a while, right? It does. It's not like you wake up one day and, oh, I'm recovered now. It's like any other. It is um, a journey. I talk yeah. to lots of people about the journey. So there are also new things that are in my life that have changed how I'm organized and my productivity and oh, such. Yeah. Because, well, uh, pandemic and other things have happened since we talked. Right. And, um, I figured, you know, now might not be a bad time. No, no. Beyond well, being a clinical social worker, mm-hmm. I am a volunteer for my local medical reserve corps. We okay. do emergency shelters. We run the flu clinic. Um, if there's stuff around town that needs volunteers, it gets pulled from the volunteer reserve corps. Right. Uh, we do trainings for first aid for uh, whoever's interested in. Um, it is, it is a really good uh, group. And we also were doing uh, COVID shots for yeah. the seniors in town. I was going to ask about that. So, yeah. Beat so me to our, it. our seniors, uh, um, our elder care co- group is mm-hmm. fantastic in this town. The services for this town are amazing for, for uh, the elders. And so we did all the transportation brought them in. Um, We worked with the council on aging and we did a couple of runs of it before our lovely uh, state system, which I will not start venting. um, (laughs) Yeah. Decided that um, they would rather give the vaccine to places like CVS and things Mm -hmm. like that. And the big uh, locations like we had one at Fenway, Gillette Stadium, the Heinz Convention Center. I'm in the Boston area for those who haven't figured it out from those names. Um, <laughs> uh, that they would rather do that. And here we were, a community system, all set up to do this because we do the flu vaccines for the whole town every yeah. year. We had all the infrastructure set up. We have the, the, the people who can give it. All they had to do was give us the vaccine, but no, nope. we couldn't do it. 
anyway, but we got some in and we did all of our first responders. Yeah. So we took care of that essentially in-house. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the agencies that I work for, uh, that I volunteer with. I volunteer with a, a trauma recovery network here in Boston that does uh, EMDR after uh, critical incidents. EMDR Ooh. stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. It is a type of trauma treatment that works really well on long-term trauma, mm-hmm. but there are protocols for early intervention. Okay. There's the first one that I learned, which came out of Israel. Uh, Elon Shapiro and his um, partner developed it, and that was the first early intervention system that I learned. Um, Nacho, whose full name I never remember. I will have to go look it up for you. But he says that everybody in Mexico with the name Ignacio gets gets called Nacho. So he just goes by Nacho. Um, <laughs> and he and his wife um, go around the world. They've mm-hmm. done they've done uh, Haiti. They were treating kids after the earthquakes in Mexico City. Yeah. Um, they've gone to areas that are plagued by. Um, drug cartels mm-hmm. and they will do EMDR and they did EMDR treatment for people who live in that area and for, for uh, businesses and such that are, we're trying to manage in, in those environments. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a group and, and now there's group protocols. And so we've been doing group protocols Ooh. and they, they worked out how to do these group protocol protocols over the internet. Oh, nice. Yeah. So wow. we've been working on, you know, uh, doing that um, mm-hmm. and, and formulating our own uh, group here uh, yeah. to do it. So I was working with them. I worked with uh, people after the marathon bombing. Mm-hmm. And these early intervention protocols work so well that in under two weeks, the people that I was able to help were able to go back to the end of the marathon area where they were in the stands. Wow. Yeah. Go to the memorial with what we would call zero units of distress. That's our, that's our measurement system. Mm -hmm. Zero, no upset, no nothing, no dysregulation. They were able to go back and to walk the paths that they did there and, and were completely fine. Most of the people I've done work on recent events in, they say, I don't want to say it feels like it didn't happen, but it feels right. like it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, this is going to be an interesting, interesting thing because I realize it, it sinks in just now hearing about it, that this is something that's going to be incredibly valuable in Ukraine. Um, yes. If it isn't already. Yes. Um, and there you are know, having, already having, mobilizing. Yeah, and already hearing of, um, they're calling it the unsung heroes right now, the IT mm-hmm. people of the Ukraine who are keeping yeah. the internet up during this entire thing. Um, so, so you know, having those resources ready for the people when they need them is going to be huge. Uh, yeah. Let me... So there are there are groups that are already mobilizing to go to where refugees are to treat mm-hmm. the refugees that have been displaced. We've worked with uh, refugees here. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen uh, work with uh, Cambodian refugees here. Mm-hmm. So uh, wow. there has been one international summit for early intervention EMDR that was here in Massachusetts that I went to. Uh, we got to hear what's going on around the world with it. 
there, you know, there's a program in Vermont for the state patrol to do this sort of work proactively with them to mm-hmm. reduce their trauma load so that when they have stops, when they do things, right. they are not going in as emotionally uh, uh, triggered right. from past incidents. Yeah, because that's one of the difficulties, right? And they now have a program to where they will continue to do mental health treatment for the Vermont troopers three years after leaving the the force. Which is also very important given that there is, I'm going to, let me put down the, uh, put down a warning here. Um, there's a high rate of suicide amongst former officers. Correct. And And it is not right. And it is not uncommon for people who are in the first responder community to where you're not allowed to show weakness. Showing Mm -hmm. weakness means you are not a reliable member of the cohort that they don't start showing symptoms until they've left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they want to make sure that the treatment is there. And so the program that the officers talked about that is going on in Vermont is fantastic. And I wish we could treat all of our first responders that way. Yeah, no, I have a a friend who is a, has worked his way up to captain of uh, his, in uh, his fire department uh, Mm -hmm. here in North Carolina. And uh, yeah, the things he sees, you know, that's absolutely the sort of thing that he will need. Or maybe needs I've, now. I've worked with a number of yeah. uh, firemen around the area. Yeah. Yeah. For what stuff that they've seen. So that's that's two volunteer organizations. The third one is that um, I took a break, but I but where I met you was right. through the science fiction convention Arisia. Uh, Rich is a, a 501c3 educational organization, and we just happen to run a con once a year, yeah, which is our big event. Yeah, just, just a just, thing. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. And I spent six years doing guests of honor stuff, which is how mm-hmm. I met you and Ursula. Yep. Um, and a number of your previous guests. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they've, <been laughs> guests they've been guests of honor at Arisia. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and a couple upcoming guests, too. So, and a couple yeah. upcoming guests, yep. Mm-hmm. So we are, uh, I'm still working with that organization mm-hmm. and, um, I want to give public props to the con chair team of this past year for canceling last minute, um, because the COVID numbers were just not safe here in Boston yeah. to run an event. And I want to thank the, uh, hotel for saying, uh, we totally get it. We appreciate you not wanting to make us into a giant spreader event. And how about we just push your contract out a year and no penalties and oh, let's yeah. just keep all of us safe. Yeah. And there were a couple points where I've looked at events to go, can you, you know, is it still safe to have this in person? Yep. And, and then weigh the, if you have to cancel, what is the venue going to do? And does right. that risk the future of the event just in its entirety? Um, Correct. And of those uh, two of the 
two of those events I attended, and we did not have super spreader events. So we're doing Yay! something right. Yay! Yeah. WorldCon and MagFest, awesome. just to be clear. Yeah. We were um, watching WorldCon numbers because that was in mm-hmm. December. Yep. And uh, we our, our con is in January. But the the risk numbers between DC and Boston were very different. Oh yeah. yeah. And so uh, and temperature difference. We couldn't have as much outdoor mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. we just they just made the decision and I, I think it was for the best. And, and between the two, there was and I can't remember the name of the anime con who did not have stringent protocols in place. Right. And so it became a super spreader event. And all of the events that I'm working with in my other life as a Dorsai regular um, right. are learning from that, which I think is, is incredibly valuable to say, okay, this is everybody sort of looked at it and says, okay, here's where it went wrong. Here's yep. what we need to do differently to make sure we don't become that lesson, um, which is kind of nice because with other difficulties in fandom communities, not all of the various events have taken the time to stop and learn from the mistakes of others. I will not name names. Yeah. We will not name names. We will not name names. So on top of that, I am also a parent. Mm -hmm. I, I am the institutional knowledge brain for everything in my home. Ah, yes. I am the organizer and keeper of what are the food supplies and everything else we have in the house. Uh Uh-huh. I am also the one with all of the magic finding powers. And so if anything gets lost, I get asked about it because I, don't get that I, one. Happen, I happen to live with, with three individuals who are different levels of neurodivergent. Yeah. And so since that is, you know, that executive functioning is not my issue in that way. I keep track of a lot of these things. So I have also the home organization that I deal with. I was going to say, since um, since Shepard uh, got his own place, the yurt, and since Liz uh, has relocated to um, Lizard House, um, which is... <laughs> of course. We had to call it something, and it fits with right. Wombat House. Um, right. You know, uh, I have had to take on less of those duties now. Um you were an inspiration to me about how to organize and how what are what are the things that I can actually try to, to implement in my home, but I did not have your your level of stick to itisness because there's there's making systems and then there's getting people to stick to them. I, I found the the most useful tool in all of it, and I looked at several ways to do it, was what we call the information radiator. And that is um, it can be a big display. It can be oh. a whiteboard. It can be, um, mm-hmm. I was looking at, you know how they do the, the card holders in classrooms that you put yep. things in on the, yeah. Um, and what I did was I took my, like our chore sheet and my menu planning and I put it on a monitor in the living room. So that was always on. So whenever you walked by, there was who was supposed to do what and what we had planned for dinner that night. Right. That so, would be lovely if the individuals in my home actually paid attention to their environment and what was going on. And well, that would not work for us. But that was but that was that was part of it was finding a spot where it was unavoidable and right. that yeah, that 
so that it became a central like uh, um, a lot. It's like the the little kid chore charts that are made to go on the fridge. Yes. Yep. So that you know you cannot avoid not seeing it unless you happen to have ADHD, and after you know a month of it sitting there, you it no Don't longer see exists. it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what we have, what we have discovered right now, uh, I will get to that as, as one of the things is, is we have discovered what works. Yeah. 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 So, so that's me. Hey, that's, yeah. that's lots of stuff. I'm also a dog mom. Yeah. The, the new puppy I, is adorable. He, he, his name is Sirius. S I R I U S. He is <laughs> a, um, he is my dog star. Yeah. He came to us with the name Stellar. Uh, found no collar, no microchip on the streets of Alabama. Uh, the oh. guest, he was somewhere between three and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, a year after I got him, I asked the vet, so how old do you think he is? And she said somewhere between three and four. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing he was around three when we got him and he was around four. Yeah. When, you yeah. know, a year later. Uh, he is, as far as the genetic tests tell us, a purebred American Staffordshire Terrier. Mm-hmm. He is a love. I want. I would love oh, to yeah. find whoever raised him and socialized him and did all the basic training and give them another puppy and say, here, I, I want another <laughs> one like this one. Uh, yeah. But my guess is they uh, put him out on the street for being lame. He mm-hmm. had three conditions when we adopted him. He had um, bilaterally partially torn Achilles tendons. Yep. So he has had the, both Achilles tendons operated on. Uh, shout out to uh, Last Hope Canine, whom we adopted him f- through. And now when I sent them the medical records, they said, oh, we had him for two and a half months and we didn't notice that. That's our bad. We'll pay for the surgery. Well, all right. Big shout out there. Yeah. Yeah. So they paid for the first one because spouse was unemployed at the time. And that's the main income. Mm-hmm. We paid for the second one because we know just how much uh rescue agencies actually need their money oh yeah yeah um so we did that uh he also has an autoimmune disorder called onchiodystrophy which causes brittle nails and we've been treating that with supplements but he is still a fragile pod beastie Uh, but between that you know he was limping he Mm -hmm. uh his feet were usually bloody from the nails cracking and you know all of that stuff that happens and if that's a trigger for people to understand, you know, medical things for, for doggos. Yep. But um, he did really well with both surgeries. He has recovered lovely and he wants to chase a ball all the time, 24 hours, seven days yeah. a week. That is his favorite thing in the world other than snuggling in your lap. Lacey has recently started chasing the red dot. <laughs> Which is except the habit from the cat, huh? I guess I don't know, but when you've got a seventy-pound, um, you know, red tick coon hound mm-hmm. trying to catch the red dot, it doesn't go so well for the ten to fifteen-pound cats who also want to. Um, yeah. So, uh, fun is, fun times. Yeah. We have discovered he is good about cats. Have taken him over to other people's homes mm-hmm. uh, for visits, and he does really well. And he also works really well as a therapy dog. He, when people are sad, when people are upset, he mm-hmm. comes and he snuggles them. He looks, I had someone, um, I was doing something for a colleague and we were here and sitting on the floor and she started crying and he came over and climbed in her lap and gave and, and licked the tears off of her face and snuggled her until she settled. And 
And and they're not small leaning. dogs for that. Yeah. He's he's fifty five. He's yeah, fifty five yeah. pounds. But he snuggled right up against her leg and was a constant presence through mm-hmm. through what we were doing. He is just a love. He is the perfect dog yeah. for us. And we are so lucky and fortunate. Uh, he passed his AKC Good Citizenship Certification today. Yes. Because Massachusetts is one of those places that still has um, biases against pit bulls. Yes. And so we were going to lose our homeowner's insurance if he did not pass this. And luckily <sighs> he, would. he did. And it was not a problem. The way yeah. he deals with, with aggressive other dogs is he backs up and he sits down. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, just, that's you know, I don't want to play good, that yeah. game. Overall good dog, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he's only got one dominance behavior that I've seen is that if he is walking with other no with other dogs, his nose needs to be the lead nose. And he will make sure to let you know that. Mean, meanwhile, uh when my cousin's uh one of her lovely, wonderful corgis got to be too much, uh, Lacey was just like no and put her paw on her and held her down until she's <laughs> so we're like, okay, yeah, good dog there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, cool. I let him play with all the puppies because he is just really mellow with them and good. And he teaches them good behavior and good. He's fantastic. Yeah. So, Hey, you got a lot going on. I do have a lot going on. I have, I have in some ways less mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. But coming from burnout, um, for for a yeah. small recap, uh, August of 2019 is when I hit the majority of the burnout. It, it went really bad. Yeah. Um, I had uh, I discovered later on that walking is a really important thing for my mental health, mm-hmm. and that having sprained my ankle in 2017 really badly and it's taken two years to get to the point of being able to walk more than half a mile it had a huge impact on my mental health because that was my main mainstay of of self-care is walking or yoga or whatever and when your ankle isn't working you can't do those things yeah so um then November of 2019, I managed to give myself a concussion. Yeah, that was that was a thing. You were still re- you were thing. still recovering from that last time we talked. Yep, and yep. I am noticing that I'm still having issues with increased dizzy spells since the concussion. Mm-hmm. The tinnitus has gotten is, is just as bad, and I want to talk yeah. about tinnitus at one point because that's an interesting thing. Um. And I'm still noticing that when the dizzy spells hit, if I use my eyes at all, I wind up with the same nausea that I did during the concussion. So okay. I'm wondering if I might have had a pre-existing thing that caused the side effects from the concussion to be worse. Right. And that it was a right. fairly mild bump. But but there are other things that got jostled around now. Yeah. Correct. And mine was very much in my eyes, ocular and vestibular mm-hmm. and in my ears, which is why yeah. I was queasy so much through, through it. Um, we had an Eurasia meeting at the hotel, the, the Westin at the, the convention center. Yeah. And I do not know who thought it would be a fabulous idea to put over the doors to the lower level, this, this walk through the woods, like, like you're walking through the oh. woods 
motion thing to where you could see it from the top of the escalator. Okay. So here I am at the top of the escalator with things moving down. And then I can't even leave my eyes in the distance because there's this thing moving away from me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And the thing they don't tell you about concussions is that it can cause panic attacks when when you get have a concussion thing gets triggered. So here I am about to step on the escalator. This all hits and I have a panic attack. And I I, I don't go down the escalator and, and book it to people and sit down for a while until that settles. Yeah. So I'm having some of the issues where I notice the increase in anxiety when I'm dizzy and... Um, I'm sorry I have to take this the elevator on this particular place because the escalator right? yeah the escalator yeah, yeah. messes with my visual visual mm-hmm. stability yeah yeah um so the tinnitus I went to and saw an ear nose and throat person recently mm-hmm. and he said that the system that they are using for dealing with tinnitus is a type of cognitive behavioral therapy and he gave me the name of an app Mm-hmm. And I went to go use this app and it had lots of information about tinnitus, but the actual protocol that is supposed to help is behind a paywall. Of course it is. So I couldn't actually do anything with it. And when I asked him to explain how cognitive behavioral therapy helps this, mm-hmm. and I made sure to out myself as a clinical social worker who knows cognitive behavioral therapy, he couldn't yeah. explain it. Well, all right then. Yeah. So, yeah. so my sister, who apparently inherited my father's tinnitus, um, mm-hmm. recently got um, hearing aids that will cancel it. Um, okay. And her big thing was, did you know that when you move your legs, your pant legs make noise, whether they're rubbing up against other things or not? Mm-hmm. Has the refrigerator always made that humming noise? And wow. Yeah. And we're like... Actually, yeah, it's just we've learned to ignore it, and you have to relearn to ignore it because you lost that because you right. weren't hearing it for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I uh, also it, have a sensitivity to high pitches, so I hear all of the stuff anyway. Yeah. Um, there are some. Uh, I don't. You're not wearing them now. I don't know if if you have an uh, an eye device or not. Um, I do not have an eye device. But there was a fascinating read on people using um uh with with the help of an app um iPhones and the AirPod Pros with mm-hmm. their advanced audio processing as um audio assistance devices. Yep. Instead of going straight to like if you already own them, mm-hmm. it means that you can use those instead of uh, like a lot of the early stage, but very expensive because they all cost. They're very expensive, whether, you know, whether mm-hmm. you're just starting or whether you are, you know, 10 years overdue and needing to get hearing aids. Um, right. It's, you know, it, like in my case, I own AirPod Pros. I own an iDevice. When it's a when, not an if. I realize that. Right. When it starts to happen to me, I now already have all the tools to begin to address it without having to spend thousands of dollars on something, right. you know, custom made and fitted right away. So let me talk about mm-hmm. a couple of cheaper options for people who may not even be able to afford iDevice. Yes. There is a company called Flare, F L A. Oh. R E. 
Yes. No flare. I know they're they I use their isolates at uh, at concerts. They are my ear protection of choice. And uh-huh. uh, you're, you're going to talk about the calmers. Yep, I have the calmers. Yep. I have I and have, I have calmers. Yeah, and I have the nighttime calmers. How do those work? I haven't they I haven't tried mine really yet. Really well. They mm-hmm. don't they don't drown out snoring, but it definitely helps reduce the background noise so that I can sleep. Okay. So uh, I carry I always carry around a set of calmers so that if the tinnitus gets too loud, it is mm-hmm. a for those who can't see them because they yeah. are a a clear oh, yeah. uh, ear shaped tube of silicone that reduces the echo chamber of the external ear so it doesn't vibrate as much and it reduces that 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 feedback that your that your system gets yeah and yeah. you can wear them with over-the-ear headphones and they fit just fine yes um, which i'm putting in right now because being having the headphones on causes the tinnitus to act up sometimes um i like the isolate um earplugs for concerts because i'm not familiar with the isolates oh 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 uh they should be right here in my bag because i i keep them i keep my Mm -hmm. i have my i've that there's the big case that that has the um, the sleeping earplugs, which are amazing. Um, yeah, and uh, and then I have the small case, the small metal case where I keep right. the calmers. There it is, and the isolate. And the thing about the isolate here, I'm gonna I'm gonna lift it up. Is it? Um, I know oh, the sound of that. I have that on my nightstand. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love I love their. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Those. So this is this is the nighttime ones that have the yes. foam at both both ends. They have but, a new design that I like better. The the curved ones. Yeah. Yeah. But the curved the, ones that just fit into my ear. Yeah. But the isolate is one end has uh, basically a platform of the titanium. Yes. Yes, I have right? that as well. Yeah, and when I wear them at concerts, it takes all of the buzz and hum away. It takes mm-hmm. all of sort of the crowd noise away, but the music right. is frankly cleaner than having my my naked ears right yeah so yeah. the ones that i like for that are a company called axel oh okay yeah yeah axil and they have different three different types of uh ear phone, ear systems yeah one is a dual a dual uh, system where it does either 17 decibel reduction or 32 decibel reduction at the at the push of a button. Okay. They have ones that are a static, just a flat piece mm-hmm. reduction, and it has different size ear cones that rather than being a single shape, it is three different silicone um, nested cups, essentially. And they have a very specific interior one that you can put in that is that is pink. I think it's pink or it's orange, uh, it's, which yeah, is specifically it's, it's for pink music. Pink on the camera, yeah. That no one there's can another see. one that's yeah. orange. Yeah, there's another one that's orange, I think, yeah. that is specifically for music. And mm-hmm. I wear these at concerts, and I can have conversation with people. Yeah. Um, I actually replaced my default earpod foams with the, the concentric cones because... yes. Because you can get replacement earpod. Uh, you have a cat messing with your bag behind you suddenly. Yeah, he does that. Hey, yeah, he that's the zipper in. pull. Yeah, thank you, Hobbs. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, uh, because it turns out, I discovered, uh, I figured out my right ear is shaped differently than my left ear. 
Yes, mine is too. Yeah, so um, I can't use the default default um, covers for most headphones right. because my right ear will always fall out. Yeah, which yep. is why I have the very expensive over ear AirPods uh, for doing uh, this sort of thing. <laughs> these are um, my headphones. These are the ones from from Anchor. Yeah, Anchor's pretty good. Yeah, and I like I really like the Anchor products for headphones. And I also happen to have a a set of the Flare um, uh, wired plug into my phone uh, music buds. Yeah, I am. Um, Flare I, also makes a ninety degree cone. Mm-hmm ear piece that you can put in so that if you like say you're at a party and you don't want to deal with the background noise of people talking behind you it it directs your hearing yeah oh yeah flare makes amazing products i i love their they stuff do. um the most impressive thing i found uh so far with my my airpods both kinds is their noise canceling is possibly the best i've ever used um the little airpods do noise canceling uh, the Maxes do noise canceling as well as they have a pass through mode. So you can, t so you don't have to take them off. You can just press a button and I can do that on these two and, uh, and hear what's going on around me, which is why right. you can use them for assistive technology Oh, because you can flip them from noise canceling to pass through or if you've already got them on noise canceling, uh, there's a um, live monitor on the iPhone in the software where you can put the phone down, point the mic, point it at somebody and turn on the, the pickup and you can get directed. And it's just like a pass through from your phone too. the same oh, way you have awesome. the, yeah, the little box for, for yep. hearing aids. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. These have uh, active sound dampening, but mm -hmm. when it's on, when it's not on, um, there's still a lot of a regular noise canceling from just these being over my ears yeah. and I don't hear things around me. And I, yeah. And I'm just, every time I, I turn it on and all of the noise, just the general noise of the house disappears um, uh -huh. as is, a wonderful thing and it's like yes i'm going to well not anymore i wish i had them when i was going into data centers regularly right but i you know i don't work on physical machines at data centers anymore anymore <laughs> yeah i um, i had a set of noise canceling that went uh over the ears and i mm -hmm. took them to the gym once and just being able to to remove all of the sound of the other equipment and all of the treadmills and okay i don't care if my headphones got all sweat and that you know, sweaty but if there's like you know the ipod the airpods will do that oh yeah huh yeah then i'm not that's that's an interesting thing yeah. so i i use a mac as as a device mm -hmm. as, yeah. as a laptop but i am i'm very wed to my uh, android phone i yeah. really like the android system for that and yeah so I, I bit the bullet when the new, well, when the not new, but when the last, when the iPhone SE came out in 2020 and mm -hmm. um, I'm staying on the platform mostly because at this point um, I'm not fighting with it. Like I'm not trying playing the, all right, what software do I have to add to make my Android talk to X or Y or Z? Right. Um, and also because 
with the AirPods, they have active handoff. Right. So when I've got these on, um, right now I've got it wired because wired is more reliable, right? Right. Um, but when it's in Bluetooth mode, um, I can walk up to any of my machines and p- push a button and it hands off, like it seamlessly moves over. When my phone rings, it automatically switches the headphones to the phone. Right. So I can just click and answer my, and I'm just like, I tried to do that with other Bluetooth devices. I looked at the ones that said they would do that. It drove me crazy. And I'm just like, all right, I am done. I am breaking down. And now, right. and, and by the way, by refurbed they're mm-hmm. uh, or open, open box returns on Amazon have saved me so much money. Yeah. <laughs> um, my daughter just got a new iPhone 11 because her SE is 3G and her uh, her plan will no yeah, longer support 3G. It's the first and, gen SE. Yeah, not the, yep, not the, the first second. gen SE. Yeah. No. And so they just gave her a new iPhone. Nice. It. Well, I, I was going to say I bought us, uh, I bought Ursula and myself both upgrades to the 13 Pro for the mm-hmm. new camera. Which, for her, I can totally see yeah. why and what she does, and yeah, that, and makes, so, that makes sense. Like, and she's like, I wouldn't buy this for myself. I'm like, I know that's why I bought it for you. You would, you would go until your phone burst into flames, like you were going to do with your old laptop. Um, My daughter was completely unhappy about the fact that she has to give up this phone. She says it works fine. Why can't yeah. I not keep using it? So yeah, uh, yeah. she also has it. I remembered something else that is new that hmm. I am doing. Yes. Um, I started shaman training. Oh, interesting. Yes. Um, the group is Foundation for Shamanic Studies, FSS. And I think their website is fss.org. Uh, I will send it to you. Yes. Uh, I have seen reviews of the founder's book, and some people call his writing and what he did as appropriative. But the way mm-hmm. it was described to me was that he traveled around the world and talked to different shamans and studied with them around the world right. and looked for the things that were common to all of them mm-hmm. and then put that into a, a training system because if it was common to all of them, how right. can that be appropriative? And also it's, um, it falls, that sort of research falls into uh, universal truths in a lot of ways. There mm-hmm. are so many commonalities among the world's religions and faith and moral practice systems um, that there are some things that it is very obvious that is just necessary to being human um, mm-hmm. that we have to codify to make sure that, you know, the we don't, pardon my language, fuck up. Like, you right. have no problems with language. No one, yeah. Um, that... Yeah, it, it gets interesting. And as someone who is, you know, um, where am I right now? I'm a lapsed Lutheran, you know, right. from the, the yeah. Judeo-Christian. Well, I, I, I do not yeah. use that term, please. Right. From the, the Christian tradition. Yes. Because the reason we are not using Judeo-Christian and I will mm-hmm. link you to. Please, uh, please. Doctor, yes. uh, uh, Rabbi. Oh, what is the rabbi's name? Mm-hmm. Shoot. I just did this. Uh, what is her name? I will find it for you. Um, she talks about how Judeo-Christian and phrasing it that way uh, makes invisible Islam. 
who, which is also right. an uh, uh, Abrahamic language. Abraham, yeah, I was, I was realizing I should, I should be saying it Abrahamic. Also, yes. It also invalidates and makes invisible thousands of years of persecution by oh. Christians of Jews to lump them together into one system that way. Yes. And, uh, and, and the great failing of Luther at the end of his life when he was mm -hmm. beset by um, kidney problems and all the problems you get when you're an old man in the 1500s is that he became violently, he became very anti-Semitic. Yeah. Um, and I do not dismiss it. There's her name. Rabbi hmm. Danya Ruttenberg, uh, R-U-T-T-E-N-B-U-R-G. And I will link you to her Twitter uh, Please do. rant about that. Uh, she has written yeah. a number of books and she is a fabulous resource. Uh, she says, yeah. uh, it is a thing, A, positions Jews and Christians against Muslims. Mm -hmm. So it's Islamophobic, right. leads Christian oppression and murder of Jews over more than a thousand years, and ignores Jewish civilizations worldwide and facts of key Jewish developments in Middle East and North Africa that have nothing to do with Christianity. Yes, yeah, including so, um, including I think the African tradition that we think holds the Ark of the Covenant. Yep, you know so. Which, yeah, the Ethiopian Jews that we think might be that lost tribe that... That actually have it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, so so thank mm -hmm. you for, for listening and hearing that. And, and Yeah. Nope, I fucked that one up and I got to fix it. So, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. So that's that's the other thing that I'm doing is is uh, yeah. growing growing spiritually. Yeah. So in order to get out of burnout, what I really needed to do, and since you are uh, a D&D &D player, you, you will understand the phrasing, is I needed to level up. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what I mean by that is, is that I was coasting on so many things that I had picked up and done for years and years and years mm -hmm. that I needed to think about more actively right. than okay. passively. Okay, yeah. Uh, I've been telling myself for years, I knew that there was a, a shaman's path waiting for me. Uh, right. I, 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 in the back of my head. I didn't talk about it to anybody. It felt too... <sighs> yeah, I, I think I know where you're going. No, yeah. I'm standing there with my hands under my, 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 my suspenders. Go, I'm the big macher. I'm, I'm going to be one of these at some point. And, you know... And no, it just, it just, okay. And this is, this is a personal yeah. thing. And if it happens, it happens. And I woke up, uh, one, uh, it was <sighs> na equinox, April, whatever that, that synchronicity is in April. And I always get the, them mixed that's, up that's, because um, of yeah, brain stuff. The spring equinox Spring basically yeah equinox, yeah and <laughs> that morning i woke up and there was the, the sound in my head that says now is the time yeah actually uh yeah it's when is that full moon the 20th um um yeah oh that's no wonder i'm not seeing anything on this calendar it's because uh, you haven't moved it ahead again well i was mostly out of town um right yeah so yeah it'll be yeah because it's because it coincides also with um, 
with all of the spring celebrations. We've got Passover, mm -hmm. we've got Easter, we've got, yeah, all that. I don't know all, all of, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if I, I sound if I... funny, mm -hmm. I have now put a, a candy in my mouth. So some of the things that I recognized at that time that I had to, to deal with have been medical. Mm -hmm. um, I have an illness called Sjogren's Syndrome. Oh, you're going to have to spell that one or email S me it. S-J. O-G-R-E-N-S. There's, there's, there's an umlaut over the O. Not, umlaut, uh, the two dots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Over, over the O. Um, and it is a dry mucous membrane condition that I've likely had all of my life that I did not realize um. that impacts so many things. Mm-hmm. And there's no real treatment for it other than uh, being mindful. And I have these, these candies that cause saliva to actually yeah. be produced. For years, I thought I had diabetes. Yeah, no, it's very different. <laughs> it's, my, it's a my, side effect, but yeah. My mouth was always dry. No matter how much I drank, uh, it never went away. Um, and a number of other things made me think that, that that was what was going on. But that's not the case. Yeah. And it has, it's had a huge impact and it's improved uh, now that I'm treating it and keeping it in mind and talking to doctors, things are making more sense. Yes. Um, so that was a thing I had to, uh, I was dealing with. Um, and leveling up in that meant active change in my cognition and my systems and I had to walk more of the, the, the walk that I had already been talking. Right. There were things that I was not doing. Um, and, and in doing that and starting that path and starting the training for shamanism, a number of things solidified into place for me. And just all of these healing things kept coming to me. Um, I do what we call parts work, okay. which is, which is, or it's called ego state work, um, and reclaiming historical parts of myself that got um, damaged with my own trauma history, and becoming more whole. And that's really what I needed to do was yeah. to recognize all of those places where healing needed to happen and just heal or heal thyself. I really yeah. needed to focus on you doing did. that. And there's, there's that thing where you just think, well, if I fix this one thing, everything will get better and you have to do it systematically. Um, My therapist and, was very yeah. much of the, you cannot self care your way out of too much. Nope. Too much is too much. And I had to deal with the, 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 the historical parts of myself that kept pushing me to do too much. Yeah. Um, and now... Granted, uh, I have a whole lot of privilege here. Yeah, I have a yeah. huge, huge bucket load of privilege here. <laughs> that was a huge help. And, and if I did not have this level of privilege, I think the healing would have been slower. Right. But the focus was still necessary. And I'm going to have to pause here because it's dark so outside. And I have to, yeah, I have to go take care of chickens. Could you so, take care of chickens and I'm going to take care of me and get more water. Get more water. Yeah. And uh, uh, folks, you won't even notice we're gone. 
Nope. And the nice thing about that pause is now I can give you the chicken update on the on the record, and that is that we are in spring, and if you were here, I would be offering you eggs because I just took seven out of the coops. <laughs> if I were there, I would be taking them because yeah. I make one of the things that is part of my you know habits and systems when we, mm-hmm. for when we get there is making brunch Sunday mornings. Ooh. And nice. I make I make omelets and hash and yeah I, I and stuff. I, so we did that more when the kids were here. Uh, when the mm-hmm. kids lived with me, they're not kids anymore. Um, they are not kids anymore. I keep finding a hard time for that word. Yeah, I know. Mine are also yeah, they're young adults. I can't call them teens. Uh, sometimes I call them sprogs. They've agreed that sprogs is an okay term. Uh, mine are past that now. I mean, you know, twenty. Two and oh, spawn, spawn, spawn is good. Yeah, yeah, spawn. Yeah, um, yeah. Mine are twenty-two and twenty now. So mine are eighteen. Uh, about to be nineteen. Yeah, in, in a few days. Uh, and Jacob will be 21. twenty-one this fall. I'm just like really already. How could that have happened? I handed yeah. my daughter cider, actual cider, cider to to be able to celebrate New Year's this yeah. year because she's twenty one here. Yeah, well, and then we I ruined this. I ruined them both already because uh, after they worked their first Magfest, I let them toast with the good stuff mm-hmm. uh, at our end of at the the end of whatever, and so um, Raymond looked at me uh, when he came back from. Uh, after he was legally allowed to drink, and he's like, "You have spoiled me for good liquor," and I'm like, "My job here is done." It's yep. Like after his first weekend, uh, he did a, a uh, an away weekend in high school, and he came back, and he's like, "You've you've ruined me for coffee." They had coffee, and it was terrible because the coffee here is so good. And I'm like, "Yeah, okay. Sorry, you have expensive taste now, and it's all my fault." Uh, <laughs> yep, I totally understand that. Um. All right, so you were you were doing um, when we left off leveling up, leveling up, and whole system work whole system. and and yeah. uh, uh, ego state work, which is yes. not easy work. And, no, and no, de- dealing it with not. dealing with all that cruft. You've mm-hmm. I, I like to say cruft because cruft encompasses a lot of things and not just trauma. A lot of times we talk about doing that sort of work around trauma and it's not. I like to use the term that I picked up from EMDR, which is called adverse life experiences. It's, it's a mouthful. Right. But, but really, if you think about it, you can't drive a new car for more than a couple of months before you pick up road dirt or, or pebble dents or anything. So that's accumulated, you know, these are adverse experiences. You're driving over roads, you're, you know, doing stuff, you pick up things. This happens to us in life as well. And if we think about it, not from a trauma point of view, but from the point of view of adverse life experiences, things that have that have had emotional impact on you mm-hmm. yeah. that are that are hard um, through through the the EMDR, which really changed everything about my understanding of trauma and treatment and 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 thinking about this. There's a system called um, AIP, which is Adaptive Information Processing. Okay. And through the Adaptive Information Processing system, what it says is: think of your brain like a muscle. Or, or, or a system um, that processes information. Okay. When you have an experience, mm-hmm. if it is too much 
for your brain to be able to manage with the resources you have at that time, right. it leaves a remainder. You can only process as much as you are capable of in that moment. Okay. There's stuff left over. If you're thinking of it like a muscle, your muscles get fatigued. There's only so much you can lift. And right. then your body says, fuck you. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> and that's exactly what it says. As, yeah. as, as I was going to tell you before about the cursing, you can take the girl out of New York City. You can't take the New York City out of the girl. <laughs> <laughs> I so. Yeah, I mean... I, I can only say so much about that. I uh, I moved to I lived for two years in Queens, so yeah, I know we've, we've yeah. talked about it. We've, we've yep. reminisced because my my three elder siblings all went to Forest Hills High, yeah. So so we were in a very similar area. Um, but uh, when you're when you can't do anymore, there's there's stuff left over. What do you do with yeah. that stuff that's left over? So mostly, I was dealing with this this backpack full of baggage and rocks that I was carrying around. That was impacting how I was functioning, right? Subconsciously, it was subconscious. Part of the shaman training is very much an inward focus for me, because it's an individual right. practice. Everybody's shamanism looks different than everybody else's. It's very mm -hmm. much an individual practice, and part of this for me was internal looking. At, at what I was doing and, and how I was, how I was right, right. not being kind to myself. Ah. And that's how a hard thing to I do. was not being compassionate to myself. Yeah. How I was not accepting who I was. So I started practicing much more actively. Now, the first time I got introduced to these terms was in the 80s. Right. There was a whole lot of the stuff in the 80s around radical acceptance and, and stuff. And, and I, I got introduced to it in college. It was a, a freebie class over the summer, guaranteed A, and it was all about self-care. And it was fantastic. <laughs> and it really helped me a lot. But like I said, I've been coasting on that right. since college. And I had to level those up. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. So practicing active radical acceptance, yep. practicing active radical compassion, but not just for me. I needed to do this for everybody around me because my resentment, my upset at other people, the, the things where I thought that I was being hurt, mm -hmm. all were triggering, triggering historical pieces that had not been fully processed and causing me to behave and to react as if I was still in that time ages ago when those things first happened. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, go ahead. I, I was going to say, it has taken me, um, literally, um, it, it, it has taken me literally years to work through um, a lot of the hurt from the and trust issues from the time that time period from things are falling apart to my divorce you right? and i are both you know having had at least yeah. you know this is our second marriage yeah for both of us um yeah and i've had to explain to people that you do not use the phrase with me i was going to tell you yeah 
God, because I heard that's that a lot. Button. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so I wouldn't find out that things had actually fallen apart until they had fallen apart. And yeah. You know, and that was a big thing mm-hmm. for my divorce. So it took me time in that. And one of the things in that healing is not only did I have to to practice this radical acceptance and radical compassion, I had to look at the systems of consent around me. Oh. Yes. Okay. And how was I treating people either consensually or non-consensually? In my interactions. Right. Um, I got, I was the youngest in, in my family and I was the helper. I was the fixer. So I learned to, to proactively fix things. Yeah. But I wasn't getting people's consent. It was an expected role of mine to do Mm -hmm. that. But. Like my daughter said, I ruined her sandwich because I was actively trying to help without getting her consent, and I overcooked her sandwich. Right. And she was annoyed. And that's completely valid. I did mm-hmm. not ask. Yeah. So there were things that I was holding that I thought were mine and my responsibility mm-hmm. that I was doing, but I hadn't actually gotten consent from the other person that they wanted me to do this. Right. Which freed up a whole lot of brain space, I will tell you, when I stopped holding all of that and doing all of that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I started pushing back on where people were asking things of me. Like I said, I am the information uh, uh, historical holder of everything in this house. Right. Nobody got my consent to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I started offloading, nope, you need to be more responsible about this. I'm willing to help, but I am not the institutional knowledge of this house. And you may not just search my brain for information that you might already have. You've got to put the effort into this. And we, whereas here, I, it, it is much more consensual, but mm-hmm. also because, um, because of Ursula's ADHD, this was like, a vast discovery at the time it I um you know I, I one of her coping mechanisms was making me that repository which i was fine with because it was one of those complementary skills like right. she's much better at x i'm much better at y my you know she is absolutely fantastic at doing the shopping right yep. i'm not fond of it and frankly during the pandemic i was terrified of it as you know type 2 yes, diabetic, I know, with, type diabetic yeah uh, yep. with, with hypertension. So, um, it was like, yeah, great. And then, but I know how to cook and it was not a skill she ever learned. So, you know, right. we're, we're symbiotic that way. Um, spouse and I are very similar yep. and, but we made the implicit things explicit between the two of us. Okay. Yeah. That's a thing that I've been trying very hard to do to make implicit those things that you assume and that you do to make them explicit and talk about them, talk about the importance of them, mm-hmm. talk about the boundaries of them. Right. And to see what this actually means and what, what the other person actually needs you to do, because that will change over time. So this gave uh, uh, my spouse the chance to be very clear about what mm-hmm. it is that, that he needed. Right. And this gave me a a chance to be very clear about what I felt I had the capability to do. Right. Yeah. Um, And so that's, and that's, yeah, I was going to say, that's a hard thing. That was, that is the hard thing is learning to say, 
I do not have either the capacity or the capability to do this thing you've asked. Right. Right. And it's given us a larger ability to say no Mm -hmm. in the moment and have healthier boundaries between us. Right. Rather than the fine, I guess I will, even though I don't have the energy for it, you're asking, no, I have consent. I have the ability to say no. Yeah. So I work on a consent model that I picked up from Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood has this infographic that, that it's, it's, it spells fries vertically. Okay. I'm going to link to this. Yep. F is, it is freely given. Uh R, it is revocable. Right. I, it is informed. Mm -hmm. E, it is explicit. Right. And I had the S a second ago and I wanted to say it earlier, but my brain does this thing where I lose words (laughs) specific. It's specific. Ah, Mm -hmm. So you can have a thing where you feel informed. I talk about this in mental health. Right, 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 right. You right. sign an informed consent thing when you go in. Mm-hmm. Part of your informed consent is that you are allowing me to disclose information to the insurance company or whomever it is about your diagnosis. Right. Along so, with all so, the HIPAA regulations and cross and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right, right. But, but, but hang on to it here for a second. You're freely giving this or are you not? Because if you don't give it, you are not getting treatment. Therefore, there's a power dynamic there. Mm -hmm. It is informed, but it is not specific because I am not informing you at that time of what the information is that I am giving. You don't know what that is. It is not explicitly defined unless you have a really good uh, paperwork, which goes through all of the things that you are consenting to. Mm -hmm. And it's not really enthusiastic for many people. Right. Many people really don't want their diagnosis to be given to the insurance. They don't know how it's going to be used against them, whatever it is. And so we aren't even in this field where we are getting consents. We are not really following the, the intent. Right. Right. Of, it's, of it's liability. Consent. It's not, it's about liability. It's not about right. actual consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I try very hard that along the way that they may have signed that informed consent and then say, let's talk about your diagnosis so that you know what I'm giving. Right. Do you agree to have this information given is a conversation I have, even though they've signed their consents. I have a meet and greet with my clients before I meet them. So that when they are signing those consents, they feel comfortable with me and they can be enthusiastic about the fact that they are consenting. Right. Right. To, to treatment. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Cause most of the time my, a, a lot of it, I look at that sort of paperwork. I look at it a lot the way I look at um, non-disclosure agreements yep. for Nobody businesses. Ever yeah. No, I, I do because I have can, outside years of interests. experience. Well, I have experience, but I also have outside interests and uh, things going on that may impact 
Right. That you have to know. I have to know. And I have, you know, like I explicitly have to state that um, just in case that productivity alchemy is mine and that right. things related to Red Wombat Studio belong to my wife and myself and that they can't, so that they can't be taken if we come right. up with something brilliant as a side project, right? Um, Which of course the two of you will because that's the two of you. So far it was the Hidden Almanac is, is I think our, our best uh, and and most loved co-creation. Um, right. But, uh, uh, but anyway, again, yeah. And- so, so I had to work on on these consent ideas mm-hmm. around around my life, and and this this really shifted how the energy and the organization of the emotional level of my life was going, and it gave me more room mm-hmm. to be able to work on myself, to have more capacity, and gave me the room to look at my how, how I'm organized and how I do things so that I can function and function better. Yeah. Thrive rather than survive. Which is huge, right? It I is. I mean, it's really easy to get into survival mode and just never leave it. Um, yep. And watching all the changes, like, for example, watching all the changes that Shepard has been going through over the last couple of years and moved right. from survival mode to um thrive mode um mm-hmm. much more recently you know and it's a process it's it is been where are we at where it'll be like what three years this mm-hmm. fall and but the the difference and the growth and all of that you see the payoff yes right? And and you apparently, I just talking to you before we started this on a general catch up, I could see the difference. Like absolutely see the difference. Thank you. You know. Yeah. So one of the things that uh, we do in our field mm-hmm. is we do a thing called safety planning for people who are having uh, thoughts about maybe not continuing to be a part of this world. You can say it. I've already put the warning in. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, but but it's not just suicide because because mm-hmm. you know there's a difference between I want to actively die and I no longer want to be a part of this world and there's levels and differences and I can that's get true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah and yeah. we could have an entire other discussion that we are not going to have at this time. Right. But the idea of safety planning. And here's a thing for you. Let's see if that, nope, I'll have to get it differently. Um, is I picked up um, a safety plan that starts mm-hmm. when I feel burnout. Right. It starts at the top. Um, let me know if you can actually. Where is Oh yeah, the secret here, folks, is that we're trying. Uh, this is my first foray with a new recording software, right. and if it if it works, it's going to be right. brilliant. And if it doesn't, that is going to be very difficult because that is a file local on your machine. But it okay. gives me the that ability to yeah. It I think it's capturing chat, and it's right. and I can put things in footnotes, which is really neat. Um, for those of you who are looking for new software, I'm experimenting with ZenCaster now. Um, and I'll and put I've a link. agreed to be the guinea pig for this. Yes. 
but uh, it, it is a immense savings over uh, my prior system, which was blue jeans and hopefully more efficient. So, so I just uh, emailed that to you so okay. that you have it for other people. Yes. And you can make some sort of a link out of it. Uh, but it's a, a basically a burnout journal entry page. And it starts with when I feel burnout. And then underneath it is things that make me feel overwhelmed are. And it's got some lines for oh. you to list. Three personal triggers. And it's got a box for that. My body responds by, and you've got a box for that. Three personal self-care tools. Here's a box. My body responds by. So you've got the triggers, how your body responds, right. the self-care tools, and how your body responds. And then underneath is a space for a commitment of how I will implement self-care today. So I'm going to save this right now to my iCloud Drive. No, actually, mm -hmm. I'm not going to save it there. I'm going to put it in my Dropbox on my Documents folder because I have... Right. Yep. And then... You can um, you can link that for other people. Yeah, uh, I well, found it on the internet. I do not know whose it was. It was a public thing, as far as I could tell. I don't know who to give uh, 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 props to. I will. I, I will. Would. I will find out. the um, The side effect is that also what I will do is I will take the time to convert it mm -hmm. to um, PDF. PDF as opposed to an HTML. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because one of the things then that I can do is, um, and I will see if I can convert it into the right size for a remarkable template. Because okay. that way, for those of you who have a remarkable two, for those of you who are thinking about a remarkable two, there is the uh, option to, um, to put it in and make it a template for a new um, planner page. Planner page. And make cool. a whole planner of these, which is something I love to do with I know. these sorts of things. Cause this way you also can like it's PDF and you've got it. You can just make more pages, but you can, right. You know, you have that history, right? Yes. Yes. But I will also see if I can find the, the attribution for it because I appreciate that. Yeah. Cause we don't want, I don't want to be accused of anything. And so, yeah. nor do I. And Wow, this renders like crap on a phone. So, <laughs> all right. Yes. Yep. So yeah, I'll find. I'll see if I can find the original on that because that's that's really cool, and I that's that's a, a helpful toolkit that I'm thinking I need to be looking at implementing. Mm -hmm. um, Think of if everybody on your team had one of these. Yes. And I already have somebody on my team I'm going to send it to when... When we're done? Uh, well, I'll probably wait until tomorrow morning because uh, they are in the same time zone as I am. And right. it is uh, the same time zone we're in, so it is after hours. Right. And also they've been out sick because apparently they did not get vegan cheese as ordered in their thing. Oh. And they've oh. been vegan for long enough I'm that so milk sorry. does not process yeah they're not having a good time um so yep yeah so the other thing that i needed to understand mm -hmm. um as i said i went through a bunch of medical things right is the fact that i have always known that i have a particular learn what i thought was a learning disability mm -hmm. called dysgraphia 
D-Y-S-G-R-A-P-H-I-A. And I just gave you another link into the into our chat on the side so you can put it in your footnotes. Yes. And in this dysgraphia uh, description, I discovered a number of things. One, it's actually a sensory integration issue. Okay. It's not a learning disability. Oh. So it being a sensory processing disorder, there are a number of things that it integrates with. So I went through that page that I, that I saw. I picked it up from someone's mm-hmm. Facebook. Uh, the website is sensoryprocessingdisorderparentsupports.com is where I got this from. I'm going to link it. And, I'm totally going to link yep. it. Yeah. And, and the, the symptoms may include incorrect use of capitals, not including words and sentences. I leave them out all the time. Not using the correct words. Poor or unreadable handwriting. Incorrect spelling. Mixing printing letters with cursive letters. Writing slowly. Incomplete words, misuse of lines and margins, awkward body position, uh, writing too small or too large, um, speaking what you are writing while you're writing it, feeling tired after writing a short amount, watching your hand as you are writing or printing, having to spell the item every single time while you are writing or printing it, tight grip while you are writing. Um, difficulty I check a lot of those notes. boxes. Uh-huh. <laughs> difficulty writing notes in school. Difficulty of thinking what words are the right words to, to strike. Struggle communicating through writing. Avoiding writing. Um, inconsistent letter shapes. Unfinished sentences. Pain or cramps in fingers or wrists while writing. And that's only some of them. There are oh. more. And these are all things that I used to be angry at myself for not being able to do. I see these people with perfect penmanship and all of these things. I just went through my second carpal tunnel surgery. Yeah. Um, I hold things too tightly. I always have. So in, in holding these things that are too tight, I've been doing damage to my, to my hands and wrists right. for years. Thinking of thinking of, of damage to the, I need to switch remarkable pens because this one isn't. It's very odd. It, it it isn't. It doesn't seem to be designed really well for lots and lots and lots of use the way I have. At least not on my hands. Right. So yeah. Yeah. No, that's not the case. I need the problem with the number of of, of pen and pencil cases I have. Right. Right. Which one is the <laughs> case I need? What I haven't found is what the right pen is for me. What I have found is um, Faber-Castell makes a triangular-shaped colored pencil. Yes. With dots on it for easier grip. And coloring is one of those self-care things that I do. Right. So I apologize for the children giggling in the background. Meh. <laughs> Um, um, but, uh, but these have mean that I'm not holding things as tightly. Yeah. That's, that's why I like, um, I'm switching to the, uh, to the, uh, Lamy all-star stylus. It looks like a, a fountain pen. Mm-hmm. It has the Lamy grip. I don't know if you've had it. That's, that's contoured to be held in a certain way so that. Yeah. I've it, used some of those on yeah, pens. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm still working out what the right pen is, is mm-hmm. for me for dealing with this. But, you know, I started with having juvenile rheumatoid arthritis and I used to write with a, a, a number five pencil, one of those really thick <sighs> that looked like crayons. Yes. 
um, which is And that's what I used to write with. Oh, it's in the other bag. That's why I can't find it. Oh, and I just unplugged my headphones on accident because that's just where I am today. Uh, <laughs> we can still hear you. Or I can still hear you. I have no idea what you just said because I didn't hear it. I'll have to, I'll have to listen in post. Um, oh, I said I could still hear you. Yeah, that's because my microphone is not attached to. Yeah, that's, uh, there it is. Well, the other one's supposed to be right there with it. I must have moved it because I was using it. But yeah, um, that's why I like the uh, the Stadler stylus. It looks mm -hmm. like a pencil. It feels like a pencil. And the one with the eraser on the back is that wide triangular shape. Yep. Right? Yes. Uh, and I love Faber-Castell. They, they, they are uh, an iconic brand as well. Yes. Um, what I would really like is I have the regular pencil size ones finding the, the, the larger ones. Cause they make mm -hmm. a, a larger one still with a good, good tip. Yeah. Um, it's hard to get because they're not really sold here in the U S. So. Um, have you looked at, and this is, I, I know it sounds different. Uh, the places I would go probably to first are jet pens because they deal in, import art supplies very, very heavily, um, primarily Japanese, but mm -hmm. they often, but, you know, Faber-Castell is also a popular brand outside the U.S. Um, I will take a look at them. Yeah, I now have the page open on my yeah. laptop. So and I, I can't remember if, if Goulette Pens um, does uh, art pencils or not. I want to say they at least do mechanical pencils. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to remember where Goulet is. I want to say they're kind of they're they're closer to you than they are to me. Uh, right. <laughs> I will I will take a look. Um, so recognizing that I can let go of a lot of learned negative behavior about myself. Mm -hmm. Thinking that this was just, oh, I didn't practice my penmanship enough. I didn't do this enough. I don't pay attention. If I slowed down, I would be fine. No, there's some actual sensory things here. And I know I have a sensory integration disorder because there are sound things that bother me and there are touch things that are, that are problematic for me. And sight things too. I don't know if those are sensory, but you know, in that same way, but it could be very mm -hmm. much. Yeah. Um, that could be part of it. Um, I have a family member with Ehlers-Danlos. Oh so yeah. We're also looking at, at that. And I found a, a specialist. I'm going to get the kids uh, checked first mm -hmm. because if we can get interventions for them, if it comes up positive, uh, they need it. They need it more. Right now, I've been living with this for years. I've got a whole lot of workarounds. Yeah, so you have, you have just... the coping mechanisms. Um, yeah. Uh, a friend of ours, um, there was, you know, is it fibro? Is it EDS? No, it's mm -hmm. Hashimoto's, which is Ooh. a whole other thing. Yeah. It is totally a whole other thing. Yeah. Yes. But again, so many of those, so many of the symptoms cross. It's like... What am I, what was I going to say? It's like what, well, I was going to say, it's like when you see, you know, if you have X, Y, or Z, you should stop using this medicine medication. Mm -hmm. 
And I look at it and I'm like, I've had X and Y for the last six months before I started the medication. So how would I know? Right. You know, it's like, oh, if you've got, oh God, every time we would be doing the COVID test, have you had a cough within the last, like a new cough? Because something's been blooming since November and I've had a stuffy nose and a cough since November. Right. I tell people I have seasonal allergies. You give me a season. I have an allergy for it. Right. And um, seasonal, so I don't know how to, or when people ask you about pain, is it new pain? Is it historical pain? Right. As a person with chronic pain, yeah, it's. Um, Ursula likes to tell the story of of when they gave me um, the first time I had Percocet after uh, an oral <laughs> surgery, and uh, and I wandered downstairs in a haze and sit out. I thought it took about three minutes. It took probably close to half an hour. And looked at her and said in a very slow voice, I understand why people get addicted to this because everything was gone. All the pains right. and aches were gone. Um, yep. And occasionally, you know, uh, and I kind of see the appeal. But on the other hand, I'm like, but then I wouldn't know I had lived that pain in right. my knees. <laughs> you know, yep. I know that was from <laughs> event X and I lived. Yep. <laughs> So recognizing that I'm having all of these things and yeah. because, well, I've been listening to you since episode one, um, <laughs> I've been doing a whole lot of stuff around what do I do for organization and productivity. Right. And you've got, a, well, and, and now you've got all new coping mechanisms because you understand more. I do understand more. Mm -hmm. So, um, it is hard sometimes to differentiate, like I listen to you, you know, between home and work, mm -hmm. because since the pandemic, I have been working from home. I set up my standing desk on top of my cedar chest in my bedroom, brought a, a desk chair up there, um, and I have been using that as my workspace up in the bedroom because it's it's got a door that I can close and I can put a sound machine outside and I can I can see clients. Yeah. Because for a long time all four of us were home. Oh yeah. So um and and hubby was working from home and the kids were doing school from home and so we were all here so I needed a place with a door that I could close. Right. I had to add doors to this room. Um, mm -hmm. this is, this is the, my office used to be the, um, dining room that mm -hmm. we never used. Mm -hmm. My, my ex-wife and I never used it as a dining room, even though it was cut, kitted out as one. Right. And then it right. became sort of the, the TV room slash library until our book collections had to be, you know, Ursula's okay. books and my books. And, you know, there's just not enough space. And then eventually yep. I took it over as an office, but it doesn't have doors. Right. right on one on one set the, the one that goes to the kitchen of course there are doors there to close so that you don't hear kitchen noise while you're having your formal dining but right you know the other ones so i did have to because i had to set up that boundary i remember and, seeing the dining room when when we came in uh before we went to brunch that day yes yeah my when god that visited. was forever ago that that was the year of the solar eclipse when I came down to North yeah. Carolina to see the solar eclipse. Yeah. And there's no way if I'm coming down to North Carolina, I'm not coming to see you all. Well, yeah, especially now because we didn't have chickens then. Right. You know. But I did get to eat the figs fresh from the tree. Oh, that was yeah. Fantastic. That is, that is, uh, yes. Oh, that is, that is a delicacy. That is fantastic. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. Total um, indulgence. So yeah, one of the one of the advantages that I also have at this point um, mm -hmm. is that uh, if I wanted to, conceivably, I could move back upstairs. Um, right. Takes me away from my from easy access to the coffee and the chickens, which is the problem. But right. since my oldest doesn't live here anymore, there is a room. There, there is a room. It's it's the guest room, and I couldn't give somebody this the guest room because it it's too still too much traffic, right? Yes, I couldn't make this the guest room. Um, I totally understand that. We don't have space yeah. really for a guest room with a door that closes. We have a, a basement where you come in. Our house is 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 180 degrees because it's on the hill, and right. our our basement entry was supposed to be the back of the house, and you were supposed to be able to come in the front, but we're on a slope, so that doesn't work. Right. Well, they turned it around and we don't have a door at the top of the stairs. We don't have an extra room at this time for, for uh, guests because the kids are still both rooms. And yeah, anyway, yeah. But so, well, it can be, it, it can be done. It will be done. Just, uh, if, mm -hmm. you know, say it now, get that, get that idea that yes. uh, you, when you're out, your room is mine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want her. I don't want the bedrooms. The bedrooms upstairs are small and funky shaped and oh, yeah. I'm, I'm totally fine with, with, you know, my laptop. I can go anywhere. I can hang out in the basement. If I want to build a fire, if it's a really cold day, yeah. I take my laptop outside during the summer and I do sessions from my sky chair. Yeah. Sitting out looking at the woods. Um, right now I'm currently in the living room with the bookcase behind me and my clients really like seeing me in the leather chair with the books behind well, me. Well, it's got that, it that whole, you know, I am, I am a professional who does this for a, yeah, yes. vibe. When I'm up in the bedroom, if I don't have a background on what you see is my dresser with all my stuffed animals on the top of it. You know, for some people, Which, that probably is nice. That's yeah. great. That yeah. is. I do have yeah. one client, you know, periodically I, I had somebody ask me, are you in your kid's room? I said, no, those are mine. Yeah, and so it, then we started on a whole conversation about stuffies, and we were sharing stuffies for a while, and it really helped build connection. Um, do you have the? I, I have two rooster cubes. Have you seen those? Rooster cubes? Yeah, I don't. They're not downstairs. They're they're upstairs. I don't, know what, they're, they're I don't know what they are. They're they're plush cubes oh. that mm -hmm. are made of of roosters. Now, I, what is this? That's funny. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Somebody somebody looked at it because I had um uh I forget where I had one and somebody looked at it and said, haha, that's oh, I have it on a mask. Right? Because we all have decorative masks now, even though you know I wear nothing but KN95s anymore. Right. Um but I have one and it's got just the big it's it's got a cube rooster on it, and somebody looked at it. And I said, yes, now I want you to think about that. What is a synonym for rooster and what is a synonym for cube? And they're like, oh. oh <laughs> I, was of, I was thinking of the soup cubes with the rooster on them. No. The, the, oh, yes. That I, okay, now I got it. Thank you very much. That's funny. Yeah. That, no. is, that is really funny. That's awesome. So, so with the organization, you know, right now I've got, uh, I've had to shift things about how I do for work, mm -hmm. um, to where since I'm at home and keeping things, uh, HIPAA compliant, right. I try not to have anything that is paper with client names in the house. Oh, absolutely not. 
So I've got pretty much everything set up to be done electronically. Um, and I shredded. So uh, February of 2020, um, I let my building know that I've paid rent for an entire year. Or was it January? Um, pretty much without using the office. And I didn't want to continue doing that anymore. And I, they needed, they had till the end of the month to find a subletter. Oh, well, yes. Um, which they did. Uh, I had been very quiet passively before that for the year saying, if you happen to find somebody, that would be nice. And I went, nope, you have until the end of the month. Cause after a year of not being able to come in and this being in a town that people don't mask well, there's lots of people in the building who aren't masking. I'm not right. risking my clients for this. With right. Lots of people with trauma. It is inappropriate. Yeah. Oh, that's completely fair. Yeah. So, um, I gave up my office. So I put pretty much all of my office stuff into storage mm -hmm. and then had to figure out how to deal with this at home. But um, it's working. It's working so far. The biggest thing I don't have right on, on hand are my references and things that I share. I have a few books at home, but really I, uh, I could spend some time if I wanted to organizing to have a bunch of my references electronic that I can just share with people. Yeah. Um, and one thing I'm about to start on, uh, mm -hmm. I finally, I, I bit the bullet by the time this episode comes out, I may have actually completed the course. Um, yeah. is I, I finally, um, I signed up for the new building a second brain class. Cool. I've, um, I've heard you talk about that. Excellent. Yeah. And um, it, it's the classes are uh, for those of you who are listening now, you missed it. Um, but uh, it, it is open now. So if it, that was something you wanted to, to learn about, mm -hmm. you know, now's the chance. Um, right. There will be more I've got, courses. I've yeah. got enough stuff that is, is going on. <laughs> right. That I'm adding. Mm -hmm. So I, like, like I've agreed for work, I'm not adding any new modalities. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to, going to add more to, to this. Um, so for, for organization and how I, how I keep myself organized is mm -hmm. there's a, there's a differentiation for both professional and personal reasons between how I organize for work and how I organize for home. Right. So. There are overlaps, there are similar systems, but I have right now three different email addresses, four technically. I have the one I started my business in, right. and then when I paid for Google Business, so I would have HIPAA compliant email, Right. Um, I picked a different uh, email address for that. And my old one is full of spam. So I have it just go to a particular folder and I filter through it for things that are actually still important. And otherwise I junk everything. Right. Um, but I have a personal email. I have the professional email and I have a shaman professional email. Right. Uh, luckily with the Google business, it gives me the ability to make aliases. Oh Yeah. So I just basically for, for the shaman stuff, I made an alias through the business and it gets forwarded into my business email because that's primarily what I use it for mm -hmm. is, is the shaman work is another modality of healing. 
And once you're done with physician heal thyself, you can start bringing those practices to. I've already been bringing some of them to clients. I've been taking clients that are looking for people who can integrate spiritual pieces into their healing. Um, so uh, when I'm meeting people and we talk about stuff and if they're interested, I give them the, the shaman email. If they are, if it's spiritual stuff uh, along those lines that they're mm -hmm. interested in and that sort of healing uh, as opposed to using their insurance to do therapy. Right. Um, uh, it's the email address I have registered with, uh, FSS. Um, and, and I have my, oh, for fuck's sake. What just happened? <clears throat> that was, this, this is exciting. No one can hear me, but, uh, yeah, it's a good I thing I've got you. the new machine in, huh? Are we rebooting? We're rebooting. Or did I push the button? I don't know. There we go. Can you still hear me? Is this... Did it go away? What happened here? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to edit Hello. All, all that out. Yeah, so apparently I hit the button on the right. switch in front of me. I don't even know how I hit the button on the switch in front of me. I, I have an 8-port switch that connects to 8 different machines. Right. Um, but, of course, it. I've been having trouble with this machine. Um, where it's just like overloading and rebooting. Um, right. And I've got the new chicken cam machine in that may switch places with this one at some point. Um, What's funny is that I could still hear and see you. Yes, because the audio and the video mm -hmm. are attached directly to the machine. The, uh, the audio input and the video and the video camera are attached directly to the machine. The video output and the audio output are on the switch. Ah, so I, I thought it was rebooting. This program was still recording. Yes. So we have all of your fun comments, you know, while you were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I literally got in the new machine uh, for chicken cam today, which right. is technically not as advanced as the machine I typically use for recording and all right. of that stuff. But, right. But, but since it is you know, the new generation of Macs with the new generation of Apple chip in it. Right. It is probably equivalent to the, to the machine I'm using right now, which was yeah. the tricked out MacBook Pro for 2019. Right. Yep. So um, I just need to add disk space to it. Yep. That was a but thing yeah. that I did for myself when moving home, uh, mm -hmm. uh, working from home is I got myself a new Mac yep. with more memory and function because I, you know, it was just worth it did you, to get better, better quality. And, did you get an M1 chip? Did you get the I new CPU? Remember. Okay. This was this was last year. I got a I got a, a MacBook Pro. Um, what year? About this Mac. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Apple M1. Yeah, yeah. I I have been floored at the performance on these things. Like just. I still have trouble with with uh, RAM, and I have to reboot periodically. And yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's sort of a known thing. But in terms of like my my Air, which mm -hmm. um, I've is my personal goes everywhere with me machine. It's mm -hmm. you know pretty much outperforming the i nine fully loaded Pro. Um, yeah, 
with yeah I, you know. I, I happen to like my, my laptop which is yeah. why I stick with it oh yeah uh, so for, for the organization mostly mm-hmm. it's Google uh, I'm, yeah. I'm I, I've bought into the Google thing and I have uh, I actually my personal Gmail address is back from when it was in beta and you needed an invitation to get in mm-hmm that's yeah. how old my, my, my personal Gmail account is. That's that's um, my original Gmail that I no longer use because it's generally full of spam, but uh, it's still yep. linked to different things. And so I can't get rid of it completely, but mine has yeah. got some spam issues. I haven't figured out what they are, but the, the spam catcher works really well and catches most of them. You have to wait for their new spam catcher every so often to catch up, but yeah, their spam catcher is top notch. So I do that. We have Google calendar. I have mm-hmm. made sub calendars in there to keep track of stuff for the offspring. I have a dog calendar in there. Um, I have hubbies cause he has his own and we share calendars with each other. Yep. Um, people whom we are close to, I have access to their calendars. Uh, it is really nice. Um, when my sister who lives alone in, another state 2000 miles away was going through medical things and stuff. She shared her calendar with me. So I would always know where she was. And if I didn't hear from her in, in a certain amount of time, I could check on her because she is 14, 13, 14 years, my senior. Yeah. um, When I broke down and said, I have had enough of managing my own email server and all of that and and bought Mm -hmm. um, Google, when it was Google apps for my domain before it was Google business when before you know um right i paid for um since the domain is my name sunny.com i got you know um dad has an account mom has an account uh both boys have an account um i did turn off my ex-wife's account but set up a forwarding for her you know because it it just you know if i'm already paying for something i might as well make sure that Hmm. You know, I hadn't I, thought about that. We each have a free one, and the only thing that I'm paying for is the work one. So, because I'm trying, there's there's so much overlap financially. Like yeah. my work phone is being paid for as part of the group pl- cell phone plan for the household. Right. Uh, so I have to pull some of that out now that I'm completely working from home. There's the amount of home bills that are going to be part of the taxes. Yeah, I don't want to talk about taxes. I haven't started. Let's them. let's yeah no taxes. ours ours yeah I I expect I haven't checked with email yeah. to see if she, or with Ursula to see if she's gotten her annual email from the accountant saying so I'll just file an extension for you. Yeah, um, I think I think with teaching I'm going to ask the accountant to file an extension and pay for it through work just so I don't yeah. have to deal with it until I'm done teaching and grading papers. Yeah, and and, and there's but the the whole thing was if it's just five dollars to give. Everyone in my family who I had, you know, who I was setting up in a hand, you know, I'm a Linux guy. I will do it myself by with hand rolled <laughs> specific. Yeah, no, that, enough of that. Enough of that. Um, yeah. You know, uh, it was like uh, if I'm paying $5 a month per person and I can cover the whole family that way, then right. that's great. Why shouldn't I? Yeah, exactly. So I'm using Google email. I use Google mm-hmm. Keep, which I found mm-hmm. through your show. Somebody yep. else had mentioned it. I love ticky boxes. Ticky boxes are my favorite. <laughs> right. Because it's like crossing things off. Mm-hmm. And so I get yep. to push the ticky box and the ticky box says it's done. And when you push the ticky box, it goes down. It's not gone. It yeah. shows up as crossed off down below. Yeah. Uh, Apple Notes and does so, the same thing now. 
Mm. If you oh, set cool. up the tiki box and yeah, which is uh, frankly, that's where I keep all of my tiki boxes now is in Apple notes because I can share yep. them yes. with, you know, uh, the shopping list. I do the shopping list there. And when as Ursula ticks things off, yes, it moves them to the bottom out of the way. And I know what she has picked up and hasn't. So I can be like, uh, okay, I can't cause it's a shared note. And so I can be like, I can't, I, okay, I can change the menu a little bit because she couldn't get X or she couldn't get Y. I haven't checked. I use our groceries, which I picked mm-hmm. up from your show. Um, I do not know if if other people see what I cross off in the same way at the same time. If they, if it's, it's share, I mean, they're logged into mine because you all use the yeah. same email address. So we use that and the kids have... Uh, access to that so that they are mm-hmm. responsible for putting the things that they want on the grocery list. Exactly. Because exactly. that's part of that, that plan about how to manage at home is I'm making them responsible. If it's not on the list, I'm not buying it for you. Right. You know, um, the interesting one was that I bought, um, uh, as, as everyone knows, we played D and D five at fifth edition. We we're still playing three five. Yeah, but I broke down and I went over to when when we made the conversion. Uh, my gift to myself for Christmas this year was I went over to um, uh, Beyond, and I said, mm-hmm. I mean, when we first started using the new system and Beyond last year, I went in and I said, just give me all of the resources, all of the source books. Mm-hmm. My gift for Christmas this year was I went in and I said, just give me what I don't have yet. Right. Because they do bundles that are really easy and they discount, right? Um, ah. But I don't have physical books. And right. so I have a list of all the physical books with ticky boxes <laughs> as a shared we note. Have, that's awesome. We have uh, a one person who is good at getting the books electronically, mm-hmm. and he uploads them to um, Dropbox. Well, as and yeah. one of our one of our people uh, that we game with is a former Dropbox employee. Ah. So he, he 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 quit sometime during the pandemic and has been trying to figure out what to do next. But um, uh, so so uh, I don't have a Dropbox account. We right. I, I kind of sort of share hubbies. Yeah. Um, in in this case, though, if if she needs a, she's trying to find a present for me that isn't a giant chicken coop. Um, uh, she can just go to that list and pick a physical book I don't own that I haven't ticked off the list. Right. The thing is, if she ticks it off, I do get a notification that the note has changed. So she Uh has to either, I have to miss the, the notification or she has to wait until it comes in for me to check it off. Right. Um, on the other hand, it, it makes it really easy when they make an announcement that says, Hey, there's a new book going to be available. I had one to the list and then I just roll over to beyond and say, thank you, please pre-order. Right. Um, which they did today. <laughs> Let's see. What else do I do for staying organized at home? Mm-hmm. We have a visual paper list of projects that we need to get done in the house. Ah. But I look at it and, and I haven't done any of it. I, I have to wait so one of the things you probably know from from having a person in your home with ADHD is there's an issue with activation energy. Yes. And that sometimes you just don't have the oomph to get a thing started. Yes. And so projects around the house are very much like that. Mm-hmm. And because of the fact that I'm the only one who's not really neurodivergent in the house, eh. I have to lead the project. Right. 
And if I don't lead a project, it doesn't get done. Fortunately, I, I have all sorts of certifications and training to deal with that. So, yeah. um, which, yeah. you know, I've had to, I, I have had to drive occasionally, mm-hmm. you know? And so they're up they're on there. And mm-hmm. then when they bumped high enough on the list that, you know, this is a thing we really need to do. Yeah. We, we, we get it done. And, and during the pandemic, I, I had the urge to do a lot of, of decluttering and, uh, projects and such. And then I, I kind of lost the oomph for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we have that, we have that visual that's there on the fridge. Um, we shifted to our groceries because we used to use just a paper notepad on the fridge. And then I would go grocery shopping, having forgotten the note Yeah. and someone would take a picture of it and send it to me, but I couldn't modify that picture. And I needed to be able to cross it off because of the dysgraphia. Mm-hmm. I don't follow visually things and I would switch and I would, and it would just, just make my whole shopping thing more stressful. Yeah. And that's, that's now, the reason we do it with, with the way we do. Yeah. Yeah. And now I have a list for when I need to go to the pharmacy. I have a list for Trader Joe's. I have a list for the supermarket. I have a list for the big box store. Uh, I have an Aresia list. Now the Aresia list is, is a combination shopping and packing list. Okay. Because all I have to do is untick all of those things. Mm-hmm. And then I know what it is we need to pack from year to year. And I don't need to reinvent the wheel every year. What are the things we usually bring? All right. There's this, 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 and this. It's yeah. like I used to do for the kids. I would hand them a physical list for, for shopping to go to camp or, or for packing to go to camp. Here's your list. We're going to go away for yep. a vacation. Here's your list of what you need to pack. Why wasn't I keeping, you know, I used, I have those up on, on Google <laughs> drive for them. So you know, why don't I do this for myself? And uh, there's always the list that I was always, why don't you send this to me in some form other than paper on the first day of school, which the school finally mm-hmm. got up to the the list of here are the supplies we need right. for this year, um, which because my kids were in a charter school and not yeah. public public school. Um, you helped out more. We helped out more. Um, which by the way, uh, those of you listening at home, um, we should all be helping out more in schools. Go give oh, yeah. the teachers. Yeah. We, we always <laughs> would send stuff to the school. They would send yeah. us and say, Hey, we need yeah. these supplies for the year. And mm-hmm. we would do it. I have a, a list for the dog. Yep. Um, so, uh, my phone holds a whole lot of apps that, that are really useful for mm-hmm. me for staying uh, organized. Right. Uh, I have a folder that is household stuff, which has got banking things and things mm-hmm. like that in it. I have a folder of chat programs. I have a folder of productivity widgets. Yep. Uh, a, a shopping one, uh, food apps, what, you know, when we're going to order, take out or where, you know, the, what used to be those cards you would keep on your phone, uh, on your, on your uh, key ring yep. are now on my phone. Oh yeah. Um, I have an entire folder of, of media things. So I use audible for audiobooks, but I also use Libby for audiobooks because I can get some of them from certain libraries. I use Hoopla for, for audiobooks, which is connected to our library. There are three different library systems in Massachusetts and I have a card for each of them. There's wow, the yeah. Minuteman. Mm-hmm. There's, there's Minuteman. There is. Uh, Middlesex 
um, uh, one, and then there's the Boston Public Library System. And Boston Public did this fabulous thing, especially for during the pandemic, that you could get an electronic uh, Boston Library card to pull audio and ebooks for the, the pandemic as much right. as you you want. And you didn't have to be a Boston local. You didn't have to live in the Boston oh, environs nice. yeah. Yeah. to do it. So if you lived in the suburbs or something like that, you could get one specifically for electronic uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, I organized my reading through Goodreads. Um, somebody gave me one that is better politically, but I don't want to have to shift 10 years of data I mean that's that's the thing, and yeah, the the and Goodreads is is part of the Amazon beast, so it is part of yeah. the Amazon. So beast. is Audible. Yeah, yep. so is Audible, so, and yeah. I pay for you know I pay for Kindle Unlimited. I have an Audible account. Yep. these things are really useful for me. There's a lot of what I read that's that's available there. You know, um, most of my I, media consumption the... uh, is streaming either from Apple or Amazon. Let's be honest, you yep. know. Yeah. Um, uh, I've got the book funnel in there for mm -hmm. dealing with uh, free copies of things that come in. Um, I'm now listening to my podcasts through Spotify because podcast podcast. Pod podcast addict. Yes. Yeah. Keeps losing its brains and it loses all the metadata on my podcasts and um, then I have to delete and re-download and find my stuff and reset up my categories. And I just, no, I, it's not worth it. I canceled my Spotify account. Uh, yep. There's lots of good reasons too. And, um, switch to Podurama, which is cross platform and mm -hmm. the desktop app, um, syncs, I think better than anything uh, better I don't than, worry about thinking. Well, because I'll start listening to something on my desktop, right? At, for on my work machine, right. and then I'll want to finish it, but I need to cook dinner. And, Last night, yeah, I was listening to, to a podcast. I was listening to your show on Spotify. Mm -hmm. I had it open on both my phone and the computer. <laughs> And I was able to click the button on my computer to make it play on my phone, yes. which I did not expect to work. Yes, but that it did. is there's there's all, they they did put that in as long as the app is installed on all the things. So for a while, yes, I was listening to Spotify on from the Apple TV, but controlling it from the Spotify app on my work Mac. Um, right. But, and this is yeah. new to me is this whole integration and, and, and doing doing stuff on multi-platforms. It's not the thing I tend to do much of. They have integrated the Apple TV remote into the iPhone now. So I can yep. just swipe up and get my remote, which makes entering passwords on the damn thing so much easier. Yes. <laughs> so here's another thing that I have that has improved my life that mm -hmm. is part of my org somewhat my organizational system is I have a multicolored light strip in the bedroom. Oh, nice. Uh, um, Hewlett Packard is lovely. Mm -hmm. They make great products. They are expensive. I bought the LIFX. Yes. Yes. Um, and it has an app on my phone, mm -hmm. and I can turn the light on in the bedroom. Prior to going upstairs, I can set it. It's my nightlight. Um, you can set a timer on it to where it does a day-night cycle. 
and it will go through different different lights and colors over the day-night cycle. And this is great um, for when it gets dark early. I will turn on the amount of light at the maximum in the winter of where it mm-hmm. is just at that point. And then my room stays the same level of light as the sun goes down. I, I need to look at something like that for our bedroom. I just, we just, um, our ceiling fan, our, our ceiling is low enough in the bedroom and our yes. bed is high enough in the bedroom that we can't put a light fixture on it without basically yes. like banging our head every time we try. We to. have a very similar yeah. issue in um, our low ceiling bedroom. So what I did was I took, um, Caf- the little, you know, the hanging cafe lights mm-hmm. that are just like the bulbs str- strung out. I, I didn't realize mm-hmm. how long they were when I bought them. Um, right. But I have a string of those running around the edge of the room on a um, uh, on a Wi-Fi controlled socket. There's a manual button that you can get to as well. I made sure because Ursula's always afraid that when I'm out of town, yep. the uh, evil robot overlords in Seattle will... Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm talking to you, Mr. Bezos, um, will not work properly and yep. we won't be able to walk in and say, turn on master bedroom and have it work. Um, yeah, uh, we don't have anything that is voice activated in the, in the house. Oh no, I'm all over that, but I know I'm, you are. I'm that kind that. of geek. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're also not dealing with HIPAA compliant information in your home. Yes. You're not talking to clients. I have yeah. nothing that is voice activated yeah. in this house just in case, because I heard the story of the at-home therapist who came in and was doing session. And the client said, I have been feeling better since you and I started working together and my mood has improved. And Alexa said, I am really glad to hear that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, no. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, so, yeah, um, the, the one on my desk is, is, uh, I do have a, a small, um, evil overlord. De- I can't, the cord isn't long enough device just because it's a great, um, it's a great clock and it will display yes. upcoming appointments and things. Um, yep. but I also keep the mute button pushed mm-hmm. so that it isn't theoretically listening. Right so that I don't accidentally activate it because I have the problem with like the assistant is active on my Apple watch and every so often I'll yell at the cat and yep. because the syllables and the sounds are about the same, it'll start asking me for I've, things. I've yeah. heard that happen on the show. Yeah. 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 Um, um speaking so, of, are you, Oh, that's where you are. Okay. And you're, you're, you're moving. So you're not dead. You're just good. behaving and asleep. Yes. God. Um, I have a whole bunch of, I have a health uh, folder. Mm-hmm. So I use Dalio. Oh, uh, good which call again, on that one, yeah. I picked that up from you all. <laughs> I, I, I listen. Um, it is my mood tracker and my, 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 my to done list mm-hmm. and my habits tracker. So I have it set up in, in categories. And I have an adulting category. Very important. Which includes things like medical appointments, schoolwork, parenting, other adulting, money, uh, uh, my volunteer organizations, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. convention work, all that stuff. I have a chores section. Right. I have an entertainment section. Now, the entertainment section is my self-care. 
These are things that I do to take care of myself and what I do and to make sure that I'm getting enough other stuff in my day that is not adulting or chores. Right. Or work. Or Well, work is part of my adulting. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's in that folder. Um, so, you know, coloring, dates, mm-hmm. hanging out with family and friends, gaming, reading, going to parties, going to movies, getting a massage. Yep. Because massage is part of that self-care. It's not necessarily entertainment. It's, it's, it's medical for me, but it's also self-care. So what I've dubbed entertainment is really my self-care folder. Yeah. Uh, I, I have habits. Mm-hmm. So these are the things I'm trying to do on a daily basis, which includes meditating. Meditating and stretching are a thing I have to do every night. The medical stuff that I deal with, yeah. if I do not stretch on a daily basis, I am in pain. Pain. So lots of people have heard about spoon therapy. Yes. Although for those of us who aren't. Aren't spoonies. Aren't spoonies. Um, we don't use spoon. I try to use cycles. I, I try use to use. Spell slots. Spell slots. That's adorable. Yeah. That's, that's. I love yeah. that. Mana. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, what have, what have you got? But, but there's a thing, there's a, there's a reciprocal piece to spoon mm-hmm. theory and that's called fork theory. Okay. F-O-R-K. So if you imagine whatever container would hold your, 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 your spell slots or your mm-hmm. energy or your whatever, yeah. how much you actually have in that container depends upon, are there any holes in your container? Yes. What are the forks that are sticking in your bowl, <laughs> letting your spoons leak out? Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Pain is a really big one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, executive function has its own list of spell slots mm-hmm. that are separate from yep. general energy because you can be out of those and still have general energy to do stuff and ability to function. But if your executive function system is, is done, you're done. Yeah. That's that's a limited resource. And, 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 what, and especially for people with ADHD. Yeah, and I was gonna say that's the that's the one that there's executive function, but executive function isn't necessarily the same as ability to focus. Because I can correct function executively, but I have to focus in order to do certain tasks, and that takes effort. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's a whole other sort of bucket, but right. focus the ability to focus is impacted not as much by executive function, but by the physical. Right. Right. So me stretching mm-hmm. on a daily basis and me meditating on a daily basis is a habit right. that I need to maintain. And I do this at night before I go to bed. One, the stretching, you and I have talked about restless leg before. Oh yeah. Stretching, stretching and magnesium are, are key things to reduce my, my, my restless leg. I am glad you have a medicine that now works. Yeah. I was going to say, thrilled. I, I am glad that you are Mine's able to make it bad. work. Yeah. Without, um, you know, I, I, I admire that, but you know, uh, uh, it, it stopped working for me after a point. Yep. <laughs> you know I hear that. And I yep. may get there someday. Yeah. Uh, and then the last section I have on here is medical. Mm-hmm. And these medical things are what impacts my life. And what are these things that are taking away from my function? Right. Right. Um, the tinnitus, restless leg, pain, 
the numbness is going to be much less now that mm-hmm. I've had fantastic surgery. Uh, you get to see my lack of scars. That's it. That Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. You're, you're used to seeing mine does it uh, arthroscopically. So she goes into mm-hmm. the wrist and it just looks like I got three little stitches and that was yeah. it. And, and so I have that little on both hands. Oh, now. oh and the one, the, the one on the other hand where it isn't recent is barely noticeable. This, this, yeah. This is the recent one. This is less than two weeks old. Yeah, I was going to say, I see the bruising. It's pretty obvious that one's oh, yeah, the... I still have the bruising. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this one is four months old. Like, wow, four months, that's it nothing. Just, it yeah. just looks like a, a, one of the creases in my wrist. Yeah. That's really all <sighs> it looks like. And so, I, you know, the numbness is going to be less of a thing. Um, the whole lack of research and understanding around perimenopause is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And so no there are kidding. a number of those things that I deal with. Uh, I get migraines. So I use a migraine tracker. Uh, it's called Migraine Buddy. I believe that one has also been mentioned on the show. We have, we, we, well, that one I introduced yes. uh, when, back when the very first uh, time you and I mm-hmm. talked. Um, and the other thing about being perimenopausal is I use mm-hmm. Clue yep. to, to yep. track cycles. Now, Clue does more than just track your cycle. Mm-hmm. It tracks mood. It tracks motivation. It tracks yeah. all sorts of other things that, that can be impacted by hormones for estrogen-based life forms. Yes. Um, they have taken – and they take feedback. Like, uh, they are not pink and foo-foo. Um, they, I, do I, not yeah. make, they do not make the default uh, – everything is around you trying to get pregnant. They have heard that. Unfortunately, they only still have two categories, which is either you are um, menstruating or you are pregnant. There is no, there's no menopause or perimenopause. So that's, uh, that's an interesting, in interesting thing because my smart ring, my Ura mm-hmm. ring, is the this. I, I have the Gen Three, which added cycle tracking. Which I would I want to know about that ring and know more and and, and we, you, we, you need to give me a link. We'll talk after. We'll talk after. Okay. Um, you know I I will link it in the show notes. But um, I have because I can sleep with rings on, but I can't sleep with anything on my wrist. Yeah, and I I um I use it primarily for yeah heart rate recording because mm-hmm. it does that and sleep tracking and um it it has a whole bunch of stuff in it and believe me the insights i got just off of the sleep tracking yeah comparing to my restless leg and comparing to my dietary habits as Mm -hmm. a type 2 diabetic and all of those things has been um invaluable right um but i haven't looked at the cycle tracking because because you don't need it you are not an estrogen based life form right yeah i am a testosterone based life form which is yep that's an interesting way of putting it and it, it's very inclusive, I think. Yeah, I, I use I, I try to use that as as much as possible mm-hmm. because um, uh, for work I do a lot of work with the trans community, mm-hmm. and so um, you know people with lived trans experience, and yeah. there are trans folk who are still the hormone based life form that they were at birth. Yes, even through transition there's lots of people who are doing no medical transition and yeah. and and you know no no chemicals 
Um, so there's a lot of things. And so I just talk about what is the basis. And this is really important for mood. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. Here's the thing that lots of people don't know. And there are lots of people who feel so bad about these things, especially uh, uh, people assigned female at birth, is that frustration mm -hmm. in an estrogen based life form converts at a chemical level right. into tears. Yes. The same emotions in a testosterone-based life form, frustration, transmutes to anger. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I have watched this change when people go on, on uh, uh, transition-supportive hormones. Uh, identity support performance. Yeah, um, and, and so their their frustration. They are no longer crying. They are getting angry, or they're not getting angry anymore. But they don't understand why they're crying all the time. And and you know, people who are just like you know, if we think about crying being an estrogen based life creature uh, form, the misogyny of no tears at work, but you can be angry at work. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there's all of these things that it impacts that happen to you on a chemical level that you have no control over. Oh, the anger, the anger yes. and frustrations that Shep had when suddenly putting on muscle became significantly easier. And yes. the, uh, the, the, oh my, the day Shepard came in and says, why are my hands not cold anymore? Why didn't you tell me? And I'm like, right. I'm like, wait, that's a thing. Because that's a thing. I don't know because I've only ever like, like I only have one experience. And so, <laughs> oh yeah, there was a, there, um, as I'm fond of saying, um, testosterone is a hell of a drug and it is watching some of the other changes as, uh, oh my God, Shepard, I'm getting to have some of these these mm -hmm. changes as I go through perimenopause, yeah. and the amount of estrogen estrogen in my system is reducing. Well, I was going to say the 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 best was, of course, that. Uh, um, and Shep is okay about uh, uh, about you talking about the meds. All of this has been on Honestly. Twitter. <laughs> okay. I. I know. This is I know. About I know. Consent. I am just I know, checking. I know. Um, no, the the. Um, it's uh, and also that uh, suddenly Shep has the sense of humor of a twelve-year-old boy has been fun. <laughs> I don't think any of us have ever stopped the jokes that fly around this. House. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, what? Uh, it's just yeah. been it's been interesting to watch from a watch, mm -hmm. not just that, but how the the difference it has made in mood in acceptance of self of you know all of these I things have yeah a very lovely person mm -hmm. in my life who i have known since they were 16 mm -hmm. um who in the last year started on testosterone and finally stopped trying to perform being female and a lot of their self-hate and, and yep. anxiety has gone away yep. because they're no longer trying to be something that they are not. Yeah. Which is, and, and so that's interesting as it, because that is one of the, and perimenopause, that becomes almost an identity crisis because a lot yes. of 
the female social, the, the estrogen-based life form socialization is based around fertility and babies and yes. being, being a parent and all of that. And suddenly that all time, that fat stuff. Yep. Yep. And that's, that's going away. And I laugh every time I go someplace at my age and they ask me if I could possibly be pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, you and I are of an age. Oh, yeah. So you're, um, you're a couple of years younger than I am. Yeah. And I still, um, now that the pandemic is over, uh, I still, um, I think sometime in the next year or two, uh, plan on having that turned off for me in a permanent sense. Yep. Because, I mean, Ursula's mom had her second child in her fifties and we don't Ooh. need. Holy smokes. Yeah. Her, her younger brother is, um, I've heard 14 years younger than she younger. is. Yeah. And her mom is, you know, like, I don't want, I don't want that. Ursula doesn't want that. Like we already take steps I to mean, prevent that, I but was, yeah. I was trying to figure that out in part because, you know, I have a, a, a 14 year age gap between me and, and my brother, mm -hmm. but my mom started having kids at 19. Yeah. And so um, she yeah. was 34 when I was born. Yeah. And, um, or maybe I guess, hold on, I have to do math, but I guess late forties, um, yeah. based on age, but because, uh, how do I put this, uh, quote, um, one, do not use an herbal supplement for per nope. perimenopausal symptom relief combined with um, Ursula's stepfather's vasectomy reversed itself. And But apparently this was a problem with that urologist and the line to sue him goes basically wraps around the planet twice. I have a number of friends in various places yeah. whose uh, spouses had their vasectomies reverse and, and they wound up with a kid that they were not expecting. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm like, no, just, just section that off. Just like <laughs> air gap it. None of That's this what I did. paper clipping. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in 2015, I had my tubes removed. Okay. Which reduced my cancer, which reduced my cancer risk. Oh, it was well. basically doing a a Eastern European Jewish women have a mm -hmm. higher uh, ovarian cancer risk, and the research shows that if you remove the tubes, you drop the the potential for the cancer by somewhere between ten and twenty percent. And bonus, <laughs> bonus, know. yeah. There, you know, the chance of me getting pregnant is now uh three hundred thousand million to one or something yeah, it's, it, yeah it's really small she says it's not zero but but you know it would be really really challenging to have that happen yeah um yeah but it it, it definitely uh, uh was a thing and it had the added uh bonus of i had a condition you know we talk a lot about endometriosis for 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 people yeah uh, i had what's called adenomyosis Ugh. Adenomyosis is where the glands implant themselves in the muscle wall. Oh, yeah. So every time you have a hormone change and the glands change size, it feels like you're having having cramps. Oh, now 
for for those of you who who are are not estrogen based life forms uh with with uh factory original parts your hormones change con- constantly daily oh yeah which meant i was feeling that on, on an everyday thing and i was on nsaids literally for years to deal with the pain and so removing the tubes removed that pain and that stopped and i have since come off all of the nsaids oh nice between between going on the Cymbalta last year for nerve pain and other and other reasons, and and the other stuff that has happened, um, I'm no longer on any pain meds on a daily basis, which is fantastic. Yeah, no, that's because great because my pain levels have come down that much. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, just used to the else? regular. My shoulders always are. My shoulders are yeah. going to hurt when I wake up. My hip hurts now because you yep. know, yeah. It's my, my shoulder. I, I yep. had two car accidents early in, in, you know, uh, late high school, early college. My, my right shoulder's messed up. I, I, um, I look back at my grandmother and the parts she had to have replaced at what ages. And I'm starting to schedule out. Well, if I start saving now, then when it's time <laughs> for the hip to be replaced, I should be able right. to afford it. And uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so as I was saying, my phone is a huge mm-hmm. thing and it's always, you know, there in, in my hand, you know, for, for tracking things and, and with me. So I use it for a lot of things for staying organized. Um, we use Google Docs a lot yep. of, for, for a lot of things. Um, we take all of our D&D notes in Google Docs. We are on session 535 was our last session. And we have records all the way back to session one, um, I think. Um, but uh, we keep them now on, on Google because they are searchable. When did we talk about this last? When did this event happen? Right. I pulled one out of my, my ear during the last, last couple of games. And it's like, oh, shit. And the GM is like, I forgot about that. Damn, where did you find that? I was like, oh, I've thought about it for a while. So here, I'm just going to hand it to you. And here's the session notes it was in. And- yeah, I. one nice thing. Well, one, we're taking a break. I'm, I'm, yep. as, you, as you've heard, Ursula is currently running, we'll call it a side quest with side characters. And I'm having mm-hmm. a blast playing for the first time in like 20 years and not just being the GM. Um, yep. But when we did the the reboot, or as I call it now, we've had Campaign of Errors, the original sessions, and Campaign <laughs> of Errors, the next generation. Um, I was able to at least take that and say, okay, here's all of this history that applies to these characters over here, and I can right. take the world-building bits and move it over, but everything yeah. else I don't need to worry about, right? We are 22 and a half years contiguous. Mine is the only original character still in the game. We have somebody who joined uh, within the first few months who is still playing but otherwise people have either cycled characters or we've had new players and yeah. So no, I, um, I, we, we have, have a lot of history there. We've gone through five names. We started out early on with VPM, VD Popoli Moratori. Uh, I see people who are about to die Yeah, because we're all low level. Um, uh, right now it's um, ACT, which is, um, we had FTD, which is failure to dodge. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> that does that describes uh, our monk right now. Um, yeah. We 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 are currently in the we are the um, 
the lesson that other um, adventurers need to the group that the group that the other adventurers need to learn from what not to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so literally change names over time. We we entered a new town last time, um, and uh, and they're like, uh, you look, uh, you don't look like our usual batch here. So, um, how's the murder hobo life? And and we're just like, <laughs> we're not murder hobos yet. We're only level three. Um, but uh, we're not murder hobos either. Yeah, but we, we uh, of my original group, I have uh, all the players are still with us. Um, and we've added Love two, it. but yeah, I mean, well, we, when we started, you know, cause we didn't start remotely, we started in, in person yeah, yeah. and we didn't, we didn't shift to remote and we had people move to Virginia, to California, to, uh, uh, Seattle. So we are now playing on roll 20. I was on that and, um, I switched to. Uh, Foundry. Okay. Um, mostly because I wanted to be able to use Beyond without having to buy Beyond right. and Roll20 and, you know, um, and since I have all of the add-on, I have the add-ons for Foundry that let, let me just say, yes, please, take take everything in the Monster Manual from Beyond and put it into my Foundry instance. Um, yeah, yes, it, that would be lovely. Yeah, it's it's really helpful that I can just point and say just import everything. It's fine. Mm -hmm. um, Another app that I use uh, occasionally is when my brain is really really full. I as I've said before, I use Trello ah, yes. mostly for a this is where I need to dump all of the projects so that I'm not holding them in my head. Mm -hmm. The only time I actively used it for a project from beginning to end was moving my office. Which is 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 a a very good. There you go, Sergey. Um, yep. Which is which is a great use for it because it it yeah. It let me keep track of everything that I needed to keep track of and mm -hmm. what uh what um vendors I was using and what had been done and where's the next stage and what needs to be packed where. Um, I also use Color Note, but I really only use it for one particular thing because I started it in in Color Note. Oh, uh, I had, I loved sticky notes back yep. in the day and then, you know, always being on a Mac, I noticed, Oh, look, they have sticky notes for my Mac. So yep. I started using color note and I started a list in color note of the people who have died. Okay. Yeah. And I have a list going back to when I was 10 years old. Yeah. Of, of people who I've lost in my life. And I have one that is friends and one that is family. Um, we and uh, unfortunately yeah. now I, I I have two on my list for clients. It's hard. Both of them from the same for for the I think the same for the same condition. Um. Uh. They uh, um seizures. Yeah. They were young 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 women with seizures. And we have a tradition at uh, at Dorsai thing. Yeah. Um, and I get I get misty about it every time because yeah. um what we do is we stand up and we recite uh the names of our absent friends that were members mm. and then once a year and it's the hardest one is um we always find someone in fandom uh that yep. meant a lot to us so um yeah 
and we will toast them that year. And uh, so, mm -hmm. um, uh, when uh, I, I had the honor of standing for um, Dan Housechild uh, Takaza, who was one of the mm -hmm. the uh, uh, co chairs and founders of Midwest Fur Fest and a dear friend. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think uh, I, one of our I friends stood for Larry Smith uh, at, with Sally right there, and yep. you know. Um, it was, it Larry was, is missed by a great many people, but I saw Sally at Worldcon and she's doing yep. great. So, yep. Yep. We, you know. we, we still, we still see her at a region. Mm -hmm. Totally appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and support her as best we can. Um, I just found out mm -hmm. through my bow that a friend of mine from fandom from back when I lived in New York passed away she was living in florida and and i hadn't seen her in you know 20 plus years yeah and so i looked at the the, the picture the name and i pulled it up on on uh, the book of, of of ridiculousness because i i have that in order to right keep track of certain people um and um it's like wait i know that i don't forget a face i never forget a face names fuck names um <laughs> But faces, faces I can do. Um, yeah. I remember people not by names, but by their story. Yeah. yeah. So I can tell you things about those faces. I know things about them, but I can't tell you what their name is. Yeah, we, uh, uh, and um, um, Tom, if you're listening, uh, you, you might want to stand back. I mean, I will always remember the shopping trip um, that, uh, that Tom and Dan and Ursula and I took. And I, I still have the audio and I, I can't bear to release it anymore. Uh, it was a backup right. as a Kevin and Ursula eat cheap thing um, mm -hmm. that we went to the Asian market in Chicago. Mm. And they bought us a whole bunch of, of stuff. And it is, it is yep. one of my favorite memories of, 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 uh, of the two of them. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Tom, if you're listening, if this, this gets to you, but it gets to me too, still a little, um, yep. man, now I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do the, do the thing. Right. You gotta do the thing. Gotta do the so thing. So I can change yeah. the topic and continue with the organization. Because we probably should. Yeah. Yeah. Really, you know, because it's <laughs> it's you know what time it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. The uh, the timer. Um, I use timers on my phone mm -hmm. a lot. Yep. I have I have wake up timers for different days of the week. I have a reminder for taking my meds, but mm -hmm. I also use um, the the timers function uh, for different amounts of time. For different things. Mm -hmm. um, I have a very good internal sense for how much time has passed. What I have a very hard time with is how long something is going to take me. Okay. So I set the timer for how long I think a thing is going to take me. Yeah. And, and if I am not done by the time that timer goes off, I check in with myself. Do I have time to continue? Do I not have time to continue? Mm -hmm. If I have time to continue, I reset the timer. Right. Yeah. But I am a person who will start multiple projects <clears throat> at, <laughs> at, at, as, as I go through. Left to my own devices. I finish all of them. Yeah. But, but yeah. you know, life is interrupt driven. So one of the things that I do in the morning, especially for work, is when my morning timer goes off, I snooze it for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Five minutes later, it goes off. 
I snooze it again. Not because I'm continuing to stay in bed or anything like that. I'm moving through my morning and it's just helping me keep track of how much time things are taking me. Yeah. So that I can get everything done. And then I don't turn it off until I'm sitting at my desk logging in to be able to see my first client. That would be uh, uh, difficult for me because, well, I guess if I took my phone and my watch with me so my watch doesn't go dingly dingly, but if if I do that, like if I hit snooze instead of stop and go in the shower, right? my alarm will go off and it will wake up Ursula because I'm in the shower. Oh, <laughs> right. The sh- I shower at night. Yeah, I'm a yeah, person, yeah, yeah. So. I, I, but but since it's just my phone and I take it everywhere with right, me, right? Um, I do that, and mine go uh, off so everywhere because if they don't go off everywhere, I will miss something. Oh, yep. come here, Sergey. I know. <laughs> um, Heard the have, microphone. Yeah, there's my buddy. We have we have, you know. Uh, systems and habits around the house for how we do things and where mm-hmm. we stay organized and, and what we do. But those are pretty much the, the tools for home organization. Yeah. For work. We've talked about my book. Yep. I still have my book. What I really am having trouble finding and I have to order from two different places mm-hmm. is I like having, and I couldn't find them, but prettier pages with color for each month. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I like the, the two page for a week for putting my client because mm-hmm. it gives me room to write their name and then write notes. But I need that for the month at a glance. I need something that has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, because mm-hmm. I do my entire month. Okay. Yeah. Schedule for my work day. Is that a file of facts personal? No, that's, this is a day timer. Okay. Uh, the book, well, the exterior is a day timer. The right. interior is, is, what is that company? The, so the month pages are day timer. I had to order specifically right. from that. The internal ones are Kathy Davis studios. Okay. At a, at a glance. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're the um, at a glance, which is they're the at a glance, yeah. which is owned by, I believe they are owned by the same people as day timer. But uh, not available on the daytimer site. It's no. it's separate, and I, and I have to buy them brand, from. The, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I like having that that mm-hmm. month. So I did this so that you could see it. I did. Did I do an extra one? No, I did not to do an extra one. <laughs> All right. So because it's in pencil, pencil won't show uh, easily, and it's first names. Yeah. So what I teach people that I um, mm-hmm. mentor. Uh, and supervise is how to have healthy boundaries with your work time. Yes. Because lots of therapists will just, you know, I will keep taking clients. I have people, I will see them. Uh, you know, I will schedule next, whatever next week, mm-hmm. first come first serve. And this is how you wind up burning out and having too many clients. Yep. So I have a very clear system to where I start my calendar, my thing at 9 a.m., and mm-hmm. it goes until four because I work nine to five. I schedule in lunch. I yep. mark out when I am I am not starting because I have one morning a week that is for medical appointments and mm-hmm. other things. I have one I am teaching. Yep. 
lunch every single day Mm -hmm. and every client gets their own slot. Yeah. So they're coming in at the same time, every appointment, whether it's weekly, fortnightly, monthly. Um, I have in here um, my consult group. My consult group gets penciled in. It happens once a month for two hours. But this means I am never going to take too many clients because they have to fit into this schedule. Oh, yeah. We um, we started doing something similar for <laughs> Ursula doing commissions when she's uh, at places like Anthrocon because, mm-hmm. if you know, working the table or whatever, commissions are a big income. And if we let her, she will take as many as she can possibly do in a single night, yep. whether sleeper is included or not. And so right. part of my job and part of the other people who have worked who the auxiliary table assistants that, you know, like if it's a con I'm working, I'm not going to be at the table to help her with these things. Um, Yeah. The job is to keep her from overloading and making sure that she only takes so many because left to her own devices, she will not do that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that I use for work is I use uh, open office. Oh Yeah. Thank you for being an open source geek and, and, and you know, um, so I use, uh, the spreadsheet on here and I mm-hmm. have, um, a list of current clients, a list of former clients. And when I was having a wait list, I had a wait list, uh, right. uh spreadsheet, um, client number, their name, mm-hmm. uh, what my medical billing service right. record number for them is, which is separate from mine. Yep. How often I see them what their insurance is, and what was their start date. Because these are the most common things that I get asked by insurance companies. Yes. The I don't put birth date there because that's too much identifying information to have on a thing in my uh, – uh, that's o- open on my computer that's not necessarily securely locked. Right. And But the first name works fine. Yeah, and open office uh, formats are now supported natively by Google Docs and Microsoft products, so yep. you're instantly portable. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I also have a copy of that same uh, format mm-hmm. of who my clients are in that spreadsheet, and that's my master. Right. Okay. I make changes yeah. there first. Now, one of the advantages that I have for this is how often that I see them has to match the numbers on that. If I'm seeing seven clients on Monday, mm-hmm. I see six clients on Tuesday. I only right. see three on Wednesday. Uh, I see seven on 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 uh, uh, Thursday. Actually, I only see five on Monday because that time frame, mm-hmm. healthy boundaries, is I have scheduled the last two hours of Monday to be my time available for students and right. for me to prep my next class and to do my grading and to – so I'm scheduling time for that in my normal schedule during my workday so it's not eating into my evening as much. Yes, uh, which you, I believe, creatively labeled schoolhouse. Uh, yes. School, <laughs> actually, school hours, but school yes. hours. It looked like schoolhouse. Yeah. I thought that was great. Schoolhouse. <laughs> all the things you do in a schoolhouse. I mean, right. Great. Yep. Okay. Um, yep. Sergey, hi again. Yes, please. You rub, are on my desk again. Yeah. Please rub your, your eye socket on my pen. Knuckle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. God. No. Yeah. Oh. No. Buddy. Really. Um, 
So, so the numbers of how many hours a week I'm able or them I'm seeing clients has to match the right. frequency at which that I am seeing individuals. Because that's right. my failsafe. I have to have redundant systems. Yeah. And also with the spreadsheet, you can do like quick calculations. And if something changes, it can automatically update a thing that says, hey, you've gone over a if limit. You have that level, if you have that level of spreadsheet foo, awesome. I don't. Um, I just use it for its, its, its simple tasks. And I, I leave yeah. that to other people. I was going to say, I, I believe, I believe you are 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 share residence with someone who might have that level of spreadsheet foo. But I do share residence with someone that has that <laughs> level of spreadsheet foo, but I do not feel the need for it. Fair, um, fair, yeah. I mean, I got totally blown away by the person who was running Carpool who put together a spreadsheet because we were paying someone to mm-hmm. do one of the runs to drive to school. We had hired a Lyft driver on a yeah, regular yeah. basis to, to do that. And it would change color whether you were paid or not. I, I had to it's do... Like, holy smokes! I, I did a whole thing when we had five people in the house mm-hmm. that would count the number of times you appeared in the chore list in a given week mm-hmm. and then show me and then let me look and do a it's basically an average to make sure everybody was balanced and that like i i, I bow to your spreadsheet yeah. foo so and- that i wasn't and part of it was so that i wasn't over signing to taking on too many things myself Right. Right. Yep. And so that it didn't, it wouldn't look like or feel like somebody was getting off light. Or if someone got a light week, then yep. I would balance it so that the next week somebody else would have a lighter, you know, all yep. that sort of thing. Yeah. I still use uh, the open office docs for doing letters for clients mm-hmm. uh, because I do a number of letters for support of surgery, for hormones, for disability, for. And food stamps. Have to for send all those, those in Word compatible format. Uh, no, I actually send them in paper compatible format, right. but I send them to the client in a Word compatible format because I do not submit anything to anybody else that my client has not read. Right. They get, this is part of that informed consent. Mm-hmm. Okay. They yeah. get to read what is being said about them. But because I have to deal with HIPAA compliant docs, I then take it off the computer. It's right. on a flash drive, which stays in my locked file cabinet. Gotcha. And the locked file cabinet behind, you know, uh, um, it's also encrypted. Yeah. The flash drive. So that's two levels of lock, mm-hmm. uh, which is what HIPAA requires is two levels of lock. Oh, yeah. If you think um, HIPAA is bad, you should see Federal. Oh, I know. I know. I've, got, <laughs> I've got friends who work for uh, BAE. Yeah. So I know. I know a number of those federal things. Um, I changed uh, platforms for electronic health record. I'm using a thing called Simple Practice, and Simple Practice has added in a number of really neat features that I continue to use. Which is, I now have a whiteboard. Ooh. When I was in the office, I had 16 feet of whiteboard and I was on the whiteboard all the time, drawing things and writing. And oh, yeah. because sometimes people don't see patterns in their life until you actually show them the pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would do that a lot is, is visual. So I love having the visual and it has the feature that either person can hit save and it downloads the image. Yes. 
Yes. Which I absolutely adore. Um, I have a chat feature like this, so I can give clients links. I can give them tools and resources. Yeah. Um, um, and so I happen to, to really like that. Uh, I now have the virtual backgrounds for when um, I am sitting in places that, you know, having a more professional background would be good. Oh, yeah. Um, I have found that people with uh, ADHD have a problem with the level of flicker of the virtual background. And a lot of them will ask me to turn it off. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And and it's too yeah. distracting for them. It, it provides too much of a visual distraction. Yeah, and they lose train of thought. I use the uh, I use the blur function in Zoom a lot now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean it also depends on what kind of meeting. Sometimes I will take my headset wireless and be making coffee, and I'll leave a chicken. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, really, I have this giant stuffed chicken that I picked up, and I'll just put it in my chair and put the camera on it. And then the blur the background. That I'm, the reason that I'm laughing is because one of our players accidentally one day when he went to the bathroom left his camera focused on his Mountain Dew. And so it's oh. been a tradition now that the role of, of this character is now going to be played by a bottle of Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> but if I stand off to the side so they can't see me and I don't interfere right. with the blurring or anything and the chickens there. Oh, yeah, that that's that's, that's great. awesome. Yeah. For one Arisha meeting, I left the the camera focused on the dog, and, and people were just really psyched about that. Because um, I have the wireless headset, and I could still listen to the meeting, but I left the camera focused on the dog. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm still using uh, some of the other same systems for dealing with uh, signing stuff and facts, though Simple Practice just sent me an email that I should be able to sign documents or have clients Ooh. sign documents within the platform now. That's nice. So yeah. I may I may stop having to sign uh, have people use the external and I can just make internal documents that's, that people can sign, fill out and sign, I mean, which I would really prefer. That's huge. Yeah. I mean I was that using I, I've used DocuSign, I think I don't pay mm-hmm. for it, but um, it is it is there is a security risk there and they have to maintain that there compliance. Is. Yeah. And if they don't, you're the one who gets in trouble for it. Yeah. And I would rather have it inside the the platform and do that. Um, I use an external electronic fax system, though I very rarely have to. It's mostly an incoming spam thing um, that I have to filter through. And occasionally I have to fax documents to people. But I just just turned mine off. uh, The only places I think left that I interact with that use fax are my doctor's office and uh, yeah, medical things. And they don't have to send me faxes, which is the important part. Yep. Um, uh, I keep which web browser I use different between home and work. Yes. Everything at work is in, is, is in Chrome. Uh, everything for home is brave. Yep. Good choice. Good um, choice. I can turn Chrome. I just hit quit and everything for work is done when I, when I get to my weekend though, all of my school stuff is now also in Chrome, which I check more frequently, and I don't have as many boundaries around work stuff, uh, right. uh, school stuff, as I do for work. Yeah, and um, I mean, I keep multiple browser profiles since you can do that in Chrome yeah. now, um, mm-hmm. and it makes the but separation a lot easier. Such a memory hog. 
I, I mean, Brave is much less of a memory. Brave huh? is based on Chrome, which is why I don't know. It I, I want to know what they're doing that is so special that it isn't coming over to Such Chromium. A memory hug. Yeah. Right, um, because I have multiple multiple Brave windows open, and I use a, a, a suspender for for windows that I'm not actively using. Yeah, but um, it, it does not use anywhere near the same memory that Chrome does, and I don't know what they're doing differently. I I, I wonder if a lot of it's the scripts that are used for the tracking things that they're blocking. Um, yeah, it could be. Yeah, I occasionally run into the problem when using Brave for things that suddenly it it cannot do a thing. And if you're wondering why I'm flailing through bags, I'm trying to find the uh the cable for my remarkable <laughs> because it's running out of charge um so uh but yeah no i i do like i do really like brave um it's yeah. just that like i can't use my work stuff with it right right because it's so uh, almost all of it is designed around the idea that it has the the chrome or chromium special sauce i can't use um, you know, I've tried, I've tried, uh, I went to try to use this app actually with Safari and it was like, no, you can't do that. No. I'm like, what? Why not? Yep. Yeah. But it's, um, but you know, yes. Hello, orange cat. I think they're telling me it's late. Um, and yeah, that they wish they to be, be fed. Yeah. Late. Um, have they not been fed? It's 10 o'clock. They've been fed three or four times. Got it. They haven't been fed recently. That's the that's the. Or they're trying to tell you it's time to go to bed or something. Um, no, Sergey. Sergey definitely wants me to go upstairs and uh, prove my love for him and give him mm -hmm. food. And then right. um, Orange Cat is not that far behind. Um, yeah. I have eight bajillion cables. Why can I not find the one I need right now? Um, I don't know. I got nine percent so charge left on that. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, redundancy is, is useful yeah. for me. Um, I have to have the right tool for the right task. And that's been a big thing that I've been working on is finding what those right tools are, yes. whether it's from the kitchen to, to work or whatever it is. And that when I find the right tool, I know it and I try to hang on to it. And I mean, that's, that is important because if you, if you, sometimes the right tool for the task, isn't necessarily the, um, intended tool for the task but it's the right. one that works for you and that's yes that's the important I, I think the most important part of it is because whatever right. the tool you use is it it should be appropriate for the task but the more important thing is that it's the tool that works for you and not yes. and doesn't get in your way like yep I, I will totally use an inappropriate tool for something um, because the appropriate tool gets in my way or doesn't fit my hand right or hurts when I use it. Yep. Um, uh, sometimes the correct tool is your checkbook. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, we hire, uh, we have hired cleaners. Uh, neither, neither spouse or I are, are, um, you know, recognizing that we need to, to use our privilege in that way because of, just general vacuuming and cleaning the bathrooms and doing the kitchen and dusting and stuff is, is not something that we can manage easily given the way our brains are structured and our medical issues are structured. Right. Right. So we, we, we offload that. Uh, right now our dryer is broken. 
So I took your idea and we are now looking for a cleaners to where we can drop off the laundry, at least until we can do the research to find a new, new washer dryer system. I'm going to be honest. We still use our, our local cleaner place because our local cleaner place has got a number of really negative reviews recently. And I'm, I'm not so comfy with that. You know, that's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Ours has been nothing but fantastic, and uh, uh, we continue to use it mostly because we discovered that the time I'm spending, yes, doing laundry is is yep yeah yep. So um, I've talked some about the habits, you know, the morning mm-hmm. making sure I get my meds taken uh, oh, at yeah. night before I go to bed, doing my stretching and my meditating. Um. um Sorry about that. No, that no, it's a, it's fine. I got fweeped. <laughs> That's the spouse letting me know he's on his way home. Uh, ah, yes. That an, an important piece of, of information to have, yes. It's it's a thing for me that it, it quiets my anxiety. It, it makes me feel better to know. Yeah. Um, there, there's one, some of these things I've adopted from my mom. It's like sometimes I can't sleep till I know everybody is home. Um, or at least in a safe place. Yeah, no, I have to message. Yes. I have to message Ursula uh, when I'm driving yep. home. And, uh, yep. and usually the last thing I do before I fall asleep at a con, no matter what my con schedule has been like is to, to message her to say that, you know, uh, you know, I'm done. I love you. Um, and that lets yep. her relax about it. And I can say yep. things like I'm going to be asleep for the next six hours. Please don't panic if I don't respond immediately. Um, right. Uh, I need to know when people's planes have landed. Uh, if you are part of my, my, my tight circle. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. So that's, that's mine. It's like once you're out and you're away and I know you're, you're somewhere, I don't need to know what time you go to sleep. Right. I don't care. You know, that's okay. Um, say good night to me at some point, or I will say good night to you. That's great. Say good morning. Let me know when you're up. So I know when I can start talking to you. That's cool. Yeah. Um, uh, what other, I'm trying to think what other system, like I said, redundancy is one of those systems that I use. Um, My spreadsheets. Yeah, I think that that covers all of those two things. Right on. Uh, the big thing that I've had to do as far as, again, uh, in, internally mm-hmm. is to recognize that there's no such thing as procrastination. Okay. So one of the things that we've noticed about procrastination from a mental health field mm-hmm. is that it's often keyed around emotion. This is true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if we go back to those ego states and to those things that come in from our history, if we recognize that we are avoiding a thing, mm-hmm. if we look at what the the top three um, symptoms when it comes to having adverse life experience are, is avoidance of similar situations or places that will remind you of your, you know, your adverse life experience. Right. There is uh, a hyper uh, hyper arousal. You are, you know, the emotions come up around it, mm-hmm. and um, dissociation. Okay. Now, if we think about procrastination, procrastination often comes with a level of hyper arousal. Okay. There's definitely avoidance in there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And oftentimes, when you are not doing a thing. You are also trying very hard not to think about it. Yes. 
And that's dissociation. It is. It is. It actually it is. is. Yes. Huh. So if we think about it from that, then and if we look at the emotion driving the story, right? what is the emotion behind why we are not doing these things? Check what it connects to in our history. What might have caused us to feel this way? Or when did we learn to feel this way? Right. We can often then get to what it is that is causing us to procrastinate away from the thing that we are not doing. Now I'm going to have, now I'm going to look at, start looking at my own procrastination or, or times when I'm procrastinating completely differently. Yes. Right. Because using that term procrastination, the only thing that it is, is a thing to use to hit yourself in the head with a brick to make yourself feel bad. I'm a procrastinator. Right. Think about ADHD. ADHD has time windows prior to an event of when you can actually conceive of doing a project. Yes. It has yeah, to yeah. become real enough on the event horizon to have the activation energy. And so many people don't do things until the last minute and they dub themselves a procrastinator and they feel bad about it or they get dubbed by school as a procrastinator. All this does is make you feel bad. When in fact... You have ADHD, but no one wants to recognize that it's undiagnosed. Or right? you've had adverse life experiences that make doing a thing hard because you may be worried about being judged. You may be worrying about turning in. Are right. you going to get it done in time? Do you have enough time to do it? Uh, is it going to be good? And You know, all of these things that you may have heard over the years that can impact why you don't want to do a thing right now. Right. Uh, clinicians run into having to do notes and there's a procrastination thing about doing, doing notes after session <laughs> that lots and lots of people have to do. And this is the bane of our existence. Oh yeah. Um, because we don't get paid for it, but at the same time, you have to then reopen the emotional box of that session. Oh, and you may have, yeah, you, you. You have to reprocess everything. And yes. And not only do you have to reprocess it from the client's point of view, mm -hmm. you have to reprocess it from your point of view because your job is to keep the bigger picture. Right. And so there's more mental energy that you have to do. So let's say you have just spent a day where you have seen seven clients. That is seven hours of focused time. What right. does research show that the average person has in the ability for amount of focus time in a day? Not seven hours. Not seven hours. Not seven hours. I have a number of, of clinician friends mm -hmm. who work four 10-hour days Ooh. so that they can have a three-day weekend. And, and then afterwards, you have to do however many hours of notes and billing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're doing your own billing in private practice or treatment plans mm -hmm. if you're in a clinic and all of this other paperwork when you you remember how we talked about earlier that you only have so much executive function in the day yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. So, so this is part of why this is the bane of our existence and it, it creates an anxiety yeah because we spent so much focus time and we're tired and we just want to be done and there's i mean i guess there's a reason that um doctors many doctors operate in larger practices where you have the space and time to have a billing department and an insurance department and a support staff whose job it is to offload all of that. And why they dictate their notes mm -hmm. right after they have seen a client yep. into something, or now lots of them are taking the laptop in with them to do notes during the session. Yeah. Any letter that I have to write, any work like that for a client, I do in the session with them. Because if I have to do it afterwards, that's extra focus energy that I have to find somewhere to do. Yeah. 
uh, I think my my GP still schedule. I I think schedules the time during the day that they don't have to stay late to do it. But right, um, or dictates those notes and has the the you know a service or you know a Mary do it for them. So yeah. one of the things that I I like is that Simple Practice has a phone app. Okay, I can open the phone app and I can use the voice to text that is available nice. on my phone right and i can dictate my notes and it goes right into it goes right into the platform it goes goes right yep. into the client's note and then i can go back on the laptop edit save and sign mm-hmm. but it means i've gotten them done yes and that's the important thing is they're done now while they're still right. fresh you don't have to reprocess yes. correct um, well you still reprocess but but you you are you are doing it in a way that is taking different different uh, brain space. Right. Talking is different than typing. Yes. Writing is different than typing, and so you are using a different different mechanism. But I will you know uh, um, space. So during the good mm-hmm. weather, it is not uncommon for me to be down with clients, come down from upstairs, go sit out in my my sky chair. Yeah. Put some music on, because the music handles the anxiety mm-hmm. and I get my notes done or I co-work with somebody. Yeah. I get in touch with a friend and say, Hey, I need to get notes done. What are you working on? And they say, I'm working on this. So and I said, so can we like maybe do a voice, voice call through discord and we, we co-work together so that we can help this. And when yeah, we feel yeah. a need for distraction, we can talk to, to each other. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. That or the, for us. I, I, you, didn't you write in a letter asking about the co-working Twitch streams? Yes, I did ask about co-working yes. Twitch streams. Um, and y- yeah, I just searched to find them. Um, okay. You know, they just, they, they, you, you know, it's a just chatting on Twitch and it'll be like a co-working stream. And if you want, you can actually say, I'm going to be accountable and have your name. Right. Some of them will do a board with names on it of, of, you know, who is supposed to be working and yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, so I will do that. And I have been since making the shift mm-hmm. 100% on getting all of my notes done by the end of the week. Oh, nice. Most of the time I can get them done by the end of the day, unless I have something that is scheduled for right after. Right. I've also been trying to take the last five or 10 minutes of each session. Once I'm done with the client, uh, and do my notes then. So this is a habit, you know, that I'm working on so I can get all of my notes done, but it's set. I mean, for how many, for how many years do we talk about set and setting? I mean. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and exhaustion is an altered mental state. Mm-hmm. So, so set and setting is really important. Yep. And this is part of how I've been dealing with burnout. Hi. Hello, Shaw. Yep. That, yeah. Now you've, everybody's been by Shaw Hobbs. Yep. Orange, yep. and they are all different. Yep, and I can I can see that. Um, mine is still still asleep here on his bed. Yes, because it's been a long hard day for him. He's had to perform today. Uh, I took him into where my my sprogs are working so that they could uh, ah. the, the, their coworkers could pet the dog. And you will notice that unlike earlier when I tried to to scratch um, Hobbs's belly, Shaw is perfectly yeah. happy to let me hold him like a baby and scratch his belly. Isn't that right, little yes. boy? Yeah. Yeah, 
my my girlfriend and her spouse have two cats like that. One is is the has danger mittens, and the other one is yeah. a love bug. Yeah. Oh, he can have danger mittens. It's just right now is not the time for them. Thank goodness, because you know. Right. Okay, buddy. There you go. Oh. Anyway, um, yeah. Anyway, so those are those are mm-hmm. those things. Um, so I don't believe that there's such a thing as procrastination. That just uh, hurts. And the other one that I am learning to step away from is imposter syndrome. Oh yeah. So imposter syndrome is for many people. I don't want to say for everybody. Mm-hmm. The adverse life experience of being given reasons to doubt yourself over the years of not being good enough or whatever it is and hearing those messages either from society or school or Mm -hmm. peers or whatever. So you doubt yourself and then you get to adulthood and you are doubting yourself and somebody looks at you and goes, oh, you happen to have imposter syndrome. You should fix that. So really what it is, is years of accumulated emotional abuse Mm -hmm. with gaslighting on top of it. That describes it almost perfectly. Yes. So really there is no such thing for me as imposter syndrome. It is recognizing that this is a reaction to an adverse life experience that I don't have to keep ownership of that somebody else installed in me that I can work on healing from. And I do not need to accept societal gaslighting that I'm, you know, yes, technically I'm still responsible for fixing it, but if I can recognize and let the actual people who installed this own this shit Mm -hmm. and it's not a moral failing of mine. Yeah. It's a lot easier to, to look at the gaslighting and go, I've already fixed this because you did this. This is not mine. Yeah. I'm okay. This is where the radical acceptance comes in. I'm going to radical I, compassion. I have at least one person. I'm probably going to be talking about this tomorrow. Just straight up. <laughs> Stay here. Let me, let me give you a thing here. I, I, Let's reframe this. Yes. Yes. I'm going to actually write that down. Yeah. I mean, it's that you still need the tools mm-hmm. to yes. deal with it. But once you recognize it as not an internal failing, but as something that's been put upon you, yes. then it becomes a different, it, it actually. Uh, a different self-conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as being productive and everything, my most productive time has been fucked by perimenopause. I have no idea what my most productive time is anymore because it changes depending upon what the chemicals in my body are doing. And I have to just kind of be mindful. So mindfulness is the other piece of, of what I've been doing is just trying to stay much more in the present moment. Now, now I'm self-conscious about, I'm fighting not to say what I'm writing. Um, <laughs> right because of, yeah, of yeah. having yep i don't know if i have but now i have to invest now i want to investigate because i i yeah several of the markers are like self-knowledge, oh yeah knowledge self-knowledge is so important yeah and just knowing is half the battle oh yeah as as gi joe told us over and over again in the 80s correct i mean uh, ursula completely understanding how much of her stuff that she was dealing with is adhd helps her not hate herself as much yes 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's yeah. there's still the usual uh, sort of things are going really well. Um, uh, which one of us has pancreatic cancer? Right. But that's yeah, waiting yeah. for the other shoe to drop. That's yeah. that's that's, that's yeah. also a train thing. I have that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's uh, it's it's a thing. Yay! Instilled religious guilt. She doesn't have it as much because she yeah. didn't get as much Catholicism indoctrination right. as you know. I have uh, the Catholicism light indoctrination. Uh, thank you, Lutheran. And but, I grew up among Orthodox Jews and, yeah. and and modern Orthodox Jews. And you Christians are pikers. We had thousands of I years know, of practice about you, this guilt thing before you. So much, so much. <laughs> yes, yes. So, what is the next question? Because I've forgotten. Um, usually, we when need we system and habits, we we yeah. Uh, I'm gonna skip what your day looks like because you actually went over that. Yep. Um, yep. I'm gonna skip advice because you put that in there too. Oh, I, I have other pieces of advice as well. Um, how I decide how I decide what to do first in yeah. a, in a, in a day is based upon my calendar and what my schedule of appointments is. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. you know, I do my basic morning, morning, everybody, you know, does have it as a morning routine. Um, and then what I'm doing yeah, first thing that day is dependent upon what's on my calendar. Yeah. If I have a medical appointment, otherwise it's clients are first thing. I will tell you, mm -hmm. I love the being able to roll out of bed, do my morning things, grab my breakfast and be to work in 30 minutes. Isn't it great? It is fantastic. Uh, and if I'm up early and I'm awake, I can go for a walk. I can stretch. I can do something. I have some more time. I can journal. I can, whatever it is that I feel like doing with my morning, I can just sit with the doggo in my lap and cuddle my dog. For um, uh, most days last week, um, over the past week, uh, I've spent half an hour or more on the treadmill. Um, that has been tempered the last couple days because moving heavy objects for three days basically and uh four days and so it's like do i need to get on the treadmill today i'm i, I no. need to build the habit but i was out rearranging the cinder block footings mm -hmm. for things so i think i can Ugh. get away with today yeah yeah so best advice i have been given depends upon time and place and i've been through a mm -hmm. number of those and the too much being too much but what i would yeah. i would talk about to other people is i have three things one being boundaries healthy boundaries are really important in all aspects of your life oh yeah healthy boundaries are fucking hard <laughs> I don't ask people to do things in therapy that are easy. Cause if they were easy, you yeah. wouldn't be in my office, as I say. Yes. But healthy boundaries are really, really important. Healthy boundaries internally with yourself are also really important. And by that, I mean, what are the ones that you are setting for yourself with others? So as not to, self take advantage of yourself so that you're not putting yourself in situations that really you can't that that right. are, are too much right um learn what it means to actually apologize oh boy that's a hard one because apologies are not to get you out of trouble 
Mm-hmm. Apologies are to communicate to the other person or persons that you recognize the harm that you may have done with whatever the situation is. The other person's allowed to maintain being angry with you. Right. They're going to take however long that they take mm-hmm. to to resolve their feelings for them, and that is their right, and you have to give them that room. Yeah. But also by learning what a good apology really means, you can tell when you have been apologized to appropriately or when someone is just blowing smoke up your ass. Right. Um, and I, I had to have that discussion with someone who's like, we mean it. We did all of these things. Here's how we apologized. And I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, that's actually an actual apology and really good. But they, they didn't do whatever I said. They have, they don't have to accept it. No, but you have to make that effort and recognize, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And lastly, the more that I live as a consent based human, the happier I am. And I've seen that for so many people that as, while you are having more and more consent-based interactions, relationships, friendships, work situations, relationships with doctors yep. that are based upon actual consent, consent that is freely given, that is revocable, mm-hmm. that is informed, that's enthusiastic and is specific the better your relationships are going to be. Awesome. Man, one of these days I'm going to go through all my notebooks and re-listen to all these segments and put together that page. Of, mm-hmm. But at this point, I'm like, that's... You need an intern. I need an intern. Yeah. <laughs> you totally need an intern. That's what an intern would do. Yeah. Or a grad student. I need a grad student. Or a grad student. A grad student, yeah. Um, yeah. A broadcasting grad student. Uh, there are several broadcasting schools around here. so You should make note that you yeah. may want to see if you can find yourself a broadcasting grad student who might be <laughs> interested in learning about podcasting from someone who did it the hard way. Uh, I'm making no money at it. so Right. <laughs> but uh, So at least I'd, I'd be able to say honestly, yeah, you're not going to get paid for this. Right. You, you, you know, that's just, why I say intern because then they get at least get credits for it. Uh, no, that that's grad student should get credit yeah. for it too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ha ha. That's on a string, and you knock it off, and I just have to pull the string up. So, what are you going to do about that, Sergey? Anyway, you're clever that way. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you think, by the way, everyone out there who thinks you're going to podcast and make hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of dollars like those fancy people on Spotify and iHeart and all that. Yeah. Give that up right now. Just, just, <laughs> just, just, yeah. Ask, ask Mur, <laughs> ask yep. Mur and I about that. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so the next set of questions I think are, I, I expect to be radically different from the last yes. two times we talked. And the first Correct. is, how do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? I stopped thinking of failure as being about me. Oh. Okay. Be- 
because if if I fail, mm-hmm. well, well, we'll start with this. If we procrastinate or feel like we procrastinate and we don't get a thing done and we think of that as a failure, right? then there's how do we deal with that failure? If we take a look at what's causing us to procrastinate and we deal with that emotional piece mm-hmm. and then we are procrastinating less, then we aren't failing in that way as, as often. So as I see what those failure points were in my life and how they connect to historical adverse life experiences. And I work on healing those. I'm having fewer and fewer of those sorts of failures. Most of the failures that I have otherwise are about things with other people, whether they're misunderstandings or whether they are things that I have just not done or I've spoken badly. And I recognize these as being about the other person. It's a lot like apologizing. Okay. That if I recognize that when I have failed, that what really I need to think about is what the impact of this on, is on the other person. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'm dealing with it differently. And failure then becomes not about me and my moral things. It is about fixing or whatever this is to help that other person. There's also, like you talk about the whole thing uh, about certain things where failure has to be a part of the learning process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think of that as as failure. I think of that as uh, putting in part of my 10,000 hours towards mastery. Right, right. Or having, because, or, or having your staff of interns do your 10,000 hours of mastering as Edison really did, right? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But but when, when these things happen, because I used to get caught up in the failure and I would spend time kicking myself and I would feel miserable and all of that. And, and then I became focused on it being about me. And then mm-hmm. what I really needed was from the person who I may have hurt or failed with or whatever it is or failed to right. have to be the one to soothe my emotions to make me feel better about having not done this thing. And until my emotions felt better, I couldn't really engage with right. whatever right. it was that has happened. But if I take that out of the equation then I'm much more quickly able to step to the, what is it that needs to then happen differently? Right. And now I'm watching myself right and, uh, and thinking about it. Um, <laughs> I love you, Kevin. Look, at the end of the day, if if this is uh if this is the big discovery and actually, you know, changes my own life experience and whatever, I'll be the one thanking you later. Okay. So, yeah. Um So that with all of that done, how because I don't think it's an if anymore. How do you celebrate your successes? Mindfulness makes celebrating successes mm-hmm. part of the process of life experience. 
because you are aware in the moment of what has happened and you give it the time and space it deserves. And whether that is just doing the geek victory dance. Yep. Um, screaming your barbaric yelp from the rooftops. Um, <laughs> I, I, I might happen to like that movie. Um, uh, I share it with friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in the mental health field and social work field. And so there's oftentimes in meetings where we'll go, tell us something good that has happened. Crow your success. I've got a friend on on, on you know, several friends on Facebook who will do like shouty Thursdays and, and fabulous Fridays. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. Fridays, the chance to, to crow about things that have happened in your life. Um, I'm on a constantly rolling thing of celebrating my successes as I get better, as I heal, as I appreciate things, I let the emotion fill me because if you think of happiness or success or anything as a temporary thing that will go away, you're not giving it enough time to actually sit in your system and fill you. Yeah. So, so the other piece of it is, is that I recognize that not all the time I can only come to the universe with the, the who I am in this moment. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in celebrating my successes, you know, I got the job at, at BU and teaching and I, I, I just crowed to everybody <laughs> about doing this. And I, I constantly, every day when class is gone and it's great, I, I review stuff with hubby when I get home and it's like, this is what's gone on. This was great. This was yeah, wonderful yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I continue to let it, let it, let it, but I'm a storyteller. So I like holding on to these things because they're stories I get to tell. And I don't feel the need for the really big things at this point in my life because I don't need to buy things. I'm trying to declutter. Yeah. I'm trying to have more experiences and, and, and to celebrate with experiences. Yeah. And if my successes are part of these experiences, then they are part and parcel of, of celebration. Oh yeah. 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 And I mean, uh, um, I was, I was texting him uh, just, yesterday about because uh, uh taurus balog who i had on way back in the very first year um mm-hmm. has been doing that same sort of thing with the the experiences versus things for quite some time and yeah. uh um and i've adopted more of that although i there are things i i do have a materialistic yep. streak i will i will yep. admit um but uh, uh you know that was a lesson i learned i think from him because mm-hmm. I could lose everything tomorrow. Right. Right. Yep. Um, but you can't take away, you, you can't take away, you know, the week. I always go back to this one because it was one of those momental thing, momentous things, right? The week spent in Tibet living with yak herders mm-hmm. and they don't speak English and we don't speak Tibetan. Right. Wow. Um, or, uh, you know, the, the bonding over a shared like of uns uns music um, <laughs> with our table mate at Euroferns in Germany. And I don't speak German and he didn't speak English, but we both spoke dead mouse. Right. Right. So 
Yep. You, can, I get you, that. you, you can't take those away. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I, I, I think part of that is celebrating being alive just in and of itself. You yeah. Know? And as, as we plan the next big trip, no spoilers, no spoilers. Um, right. Uh, we still do little trips, you know, yes. like a week on a cruise ship with a bunch of geeks in the Bahamas. Why the hell not? Um, Why the hell not? Yep. You know, uh, it's, it's, uh, you'll never forget it. Right. So, yep. you know, um, yeah, trying. I I am learning. I have learned to celebrate, and I'm going to have to talk about this <laughs> uh, by based on date of airing uh, next week more. But right. learning to celebrate success as as it happens instead of saving up for a big thing or or doing mm-hmm. just, just basking in it or enjoying the moment. Um, yep, is a hell of a thing. Yeah. Um. That is everything, but something I don't think we were doing last time we talked that we're doing now. Um, do you have a charity that you would like our listeners to give money to? Um, it is it is all within a, a, a thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, you talk about the Trans Lifeline. I'm really fond of the Trevor Project. Mm-hmm. Because not only are they doing that sort of work that the Trans Lifeline is doing, but they go in and they do educational things and uh, other things that are available through them. And they're doing uh, classes. If you go and look at their website, it is amazing the number of things that they are doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, As I I said on the last letter show, um, two letter shows ago, which would be the letter show that came out before we actually talked. Um, right. The the Trevor Project also has that great um, hit escape three times to mm-hmm. to you know change screens yes. really quickly. Change screens. Yeah. Yep. Um, which the, is impressive. the other one? Yeah. In there is the National Trans Equity Coalition. I think it's NTEC. Mm-hmm. Um. And they work on a, on a national level. And the other thing I'm going to ask is there are many, many anti-trans bills that are popping up all over the place. So donating to political places that are fighting those like the ACLU or anything local on the ground yep. in Massachusetts, uh, ours is the Mass Trans Political Coalition. Mm-hmm. Um. And they're the ones who got through our our um, legislature, the, all of the the safety regulations and the equity things that we have here in Massachusetts. That that yeah, make it yeah you know, feeling like a safe place to live. Yeah. And uh, uh, for my part, I'm <clears throat> as we start to look at the next election cycle and who is and isn't being reelected in North Carolina, I'm yep. certainly looking very carefully at, at where to spend time and money to fight our current batch of senators who weren't great at the local level and are just taking it yep. national. So that's the other thing is if you can safely not, and I'm not talking with any, you know, if you can politically end someone's political career at a local level before they reach national prominence and can do wider damage, it is much better. Yeah. Um, you know, says 
you know, a resident of the state that elected Tom Tillis governor, and now he's in Washington, <laughs> D.C., right? Um, yep. Says I the person that. who lives in a state where a TV commentator by the name of Jesse Helms kept repeatedly getting... Oh, yeah. yeah you know? Um, I love how when you were talking to your audience, you stopped looking at me and you look off like you were actually talking to somebody else, I but nobody else but me could see that. It's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'm talking to the painting of raven uh stealing the sun uh i have right. over my yeah over there over yep. my my cluck cluck chicken art um because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> um yeah because ravens know what's up right yes yes indeed um and yes, all of the Raven Steals the Sun art that I have lying around are by native artists from uh, different um, from localities. I'm support. I try to support as many um, native artists producing uh, as we can when we travel or when we're just in town in in towns where we see something. Um, so. Yeah, I'm not trying to be called. I, I am trying to avoid appropriating culture. It's just there are some myths that I mm -hmm. love. And if I see art, then I can have something I love and support an artist who may not otherwise have because I know the story and, you know. Yep. Yeah. So. All right. That is all of it. Um any place online you wish to share? I mean, I've already got, I have all the links in the, the Twitter, prior episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that is the, 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 the other email that I use for yeah. shaman stuff. And so I have, I have that. And this is a comic that you might enjoy. It's about uh, uh, Crow Time, which um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but, but the whole love of corvids and blackbirds and, so I thought you might. might oh well, that. you know, I I am always looking for more entertaining things that deal with with corvids or chickens. Um, yes, uh, the one that's been uh, kind of uh, uh, grabbing me lately. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, there's both a crow and a chicken in slack in the fantasy comic Slackworm. So no, cool. Um, uh, so I've I've had to I've had to do that one. Just you know, um, yeah, Australians, man. Uh, yeah, I know. Cool. Thank you so much, and uh, um, uh, thank you for giving me the chance to come back. Yeah, and um, man, I I'm gonna have to start scheduling you the way I schedule uh, Dino. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. You know, us New Yorkers, we we gotta stick together. I know. I know. Well, I mean, technically, he's in Jersey. So, I know. Yeah, I know. but yeah, it's an it should be annexed. You know, I know. Except New York doesn't want them, and they don't want them yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> most of them come into New York to do work and stuff anyway. So I know they spend most of their time there anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, thank you so much. You're um, welcome, man. Yep, and uh, and for the people at home, um, thank you for sticking around for three hours, and we'll be right back after this.
and we are back. Michelle, it was a joy. It's always a joy. I, I really enjoy uh, doing these interviews with you and uh, you know, thank you so much for sharing once more with everybody who listens. On that note, um, I have a word. What's our word? Our word, sort of a joke, Professor Wex. Take on the X-Men, right? Professor uh, Wex. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, it's, it's what some of her students call her. And so you can go to productivityalchemy.com and look for that little box that says enter badge code and you can type in Professor Wex and you'll get a badge and it's awesome. And the other things you will see there are things like uh, past episodes, um, links to various things, um, a contact form for letter shows, which we're skipping this month because that would be episode, uh, because, because episodes, that would be episode 250 and that one's really important. Um, so we're not doing letters, but yeah, we'll, we'll get those in, in June. Um, and then there's this thing that says support and it has links to Patreon and it has links to Kofi and it, uh, you know, all that stuff. And you know what? Don't click it. No, there are so many things that need money right now that are not us. Yes. Um, and if you want a place that it needs it way more than we do, uh, Michelle recommends um, the Trevor Project. Absolutely. The National Trans Equity System. Trans Lifeline, one of our favorites. Favorites. Um, and of course, political places that are fighting all the anti-trans laws. Um, this week, I would also add all the places that are gearing up to provide and defend um, a woman's right to an abortion. I specifically suggest in this case, uh, Planned Parenthood, great, no beef with Planned Parenthood, but they get a lot of money when, yes. it, when something like this happens. Find a local place, or if not a local place, uh, find one uh, a charity in one of the many states that have trigger laws yes. where if Roe goes down, they immediately illegalize abortion. Uh, locally for us, that is the Carolina Abortion Fund. Mm -hmm. uh, South Carolina is one of those states. We are not. Yes. And the, they uh, provide uh, funding and help for people in the Carolinas who need their services. And I suspect that will involve eventually some... Uh, shuttling people out of state mm -hmm. to appear to oh, yeah. uh, get the medical care they need. So, Yes. Um, <laughs> reproductive health is a right, and anything that takes the decision of one's health care out of one's hands is a discriminatory law and should not be enacted. I have strong opinions I, I have so many things to say. They yeah. are all choking me. So I am just yeah. going to like. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that's it uh, for this week. Um, we I'm sure we will have more to say on Twitter and the I've socials many and things, things like. Yes, many things there. Um, but uh, until then, you know what? Um, in the words of Reverend Mord, um, you know what? Be safe and remember that you are not alone and uh, do your best, even if it's just, you know, taking time off and disconnecting to, uh, 
do what you need to do to stay productive. Take care of yourself, people. Please, please.